Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Toy by Chance. Show we can talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that good stuff. And this week, uh, this is the first week. You know, we all, we like to do the themes for summer now. A theme this summer is Action Star Summer. Uh, once a month throughout May to August, we will be looking at a film from one of the biggest action stars in Hollywood. Up first, we are going. We're we're, start, we're starting off big, Russell, and we mean that literally and figuratively, mostly literally. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the man, the myth, the Austrian legend, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Starting off with a movie that basically made him a star, Termin- The Terminator. Can't say Terminator anymore. Got to be distinct. It's got to be The, yeah. yeah <laughs> if, there, if there's a The, you got to say it. Especially in best one since we have Predator and The Predator. And a lot of movies like that, actually. But, you know, we're not we're here to talk about that. We're here to talk about The Terminator. We're going to do that later. First of which, we're going to get into our usual segments Starting off with the wonderful world of sports, got a couple football stories, but mostly we're going to talk about basketball. Uh, in the world, in the world of the NFL, something we didn't talk about last time, which is uh, it was just a you know, a miss slip of the mind because it did happen before we record our last episode. Uh, we did some m- more developments in uh, this team. Uh, the Saints have signed uh, two new players in the form of Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, uh, who will be going to fill the void that Marcus Williams left behind when he went to the, went to the Ravens. And Jarvis Landry uh, has signed a deal with the Saints, uh, leaving the Cleveland Browns to go and bo- actually funny enough, both LSU for- both former LSU Tigers going back to the state of Louisiana. Uh, so, you know, you got uh, again injury concerns, but still, Ty Matthew really good safety, probably one of the better ones in the league right now. And Jarvis Landry, who again, not gonna not gonna. That's what I'm looking for. Not going to light up scoreboards, but he will get you receptions when you need it. I yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good... Uh, he's a reliable target. He's a reliable target. He's not going to be the star. He's, he's a good coach. He's like a second-in-command, a good second-in-command type guy. Yeah, but again, look, look at the, Sa- the Saints offense next year. I, I didn't realize how like how just how just impressive this is starting to look for them. Because, you know, yeah, James Winston returning as quarterback. We already knew that. He's on a two-year deal to come back with them. And he looked really solid in his, his first couple starts last year before we got uh before we got hurt with an achilles injury i think it was achilles yeah i think i think it was an acl that got torn uh again you got uh, james winston you got alvin camaro one of the best running backs in, in in the league right now and then you got a receiving core that now consists of michael thomas coming back from injury jarvis landry and the newly drafted chris Olave. yeah uh do you think this and yeah with tyra matthew coming in to help fortify that defense do you think that the saints are now in a better position as far as playoffs are concerned. I don't think there's an outright Super Bowl contender just yet. I have to see how this unit, how this unit performs as a whole, but do you think they're at least playoff contenders now? I mean, they're absolutely a second in the division. I don't think they're going to beat uh, Tampa Bay, but I mean, I'm absolutely going to beat a Carolina and Atlanta. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they could definitely be in the thick of things. They could easily squeak in as a wild card. Um, I see it happen. I could definitely it just depends. In a world where we now have like seven playoff teams per conference, I could see it happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially with, I mean, that division with Carolina and Atlanta, That's that, those are four easy wins right there because they're mention, both in, in a rebuilding. A, not to mention the AFC, I'm sorry, the NFC this year is just a barren wasteland of talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting year, but um, I definitely think that the Saints kind of under the radar got, I mean, they absolutely got better, but I mean, it wasn't like in your face got better, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, n- another move that happened in the world of football, uh, Jair Alexander, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, has signed, has officially signed an extension. 
Uh, he signed to a four-year, $84 million extension, which is a great get for that defense just because Jay Alexander is one of the he's – one, he's cornerstone of that defense. Two, he is one of the true lockdown corners in the league right now. And yeah. especially, you know, given the fact that they now lost their biggest weapon on offense, they do need yeah. to make sure that defense is as tight as possible. Yeah, they, they don't want to be a piece of Swiss cheese. Um, definitely um, definitely a good lockup for them, but, I mean, they definitely have a lot of uh, glaring needs. Um, it's going inter- to be interesting to see what the, well, how, how, how good Rodgers really is. You know what I mean? This is where – this is your shot here. This, 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 is, this, is, your, this, this is where he's going to really re- – really have to find out what Aaron Rodgers is made of. Yeah, I mean, because you're literally going to have to Tom Brady a, a cast of, like, nobodies. You know what I mean? You've really got to have to, you know, no receiving core that you know, like any big names. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm willing to bet Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the Packers. There's a lot of, uh, there's, there's, there's talk of that. Um, I think, uh, who was it? Um, uh, uh, there was a tweet by uh, the Browns wanting uh, Odell Beckham back. I don't know who, what, what the, the hell no, was it? No, no, earthly. Oh, crap. You know, you know what? Baker Mayfield's not starting anymore, so he might come back to the Browns. Well, I'm saying, I mean, Watson is going to definitely air the ball out uh, to him. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I think that would be a very, it's an easy one-year deal. Uh, I think that's what you're really going to lock him down to. Um, minimal risk, all reward uh, type deal. So, I mean, I, he he, not, he does nothing but bolster that uh, wide receiver core in Cleveland. So, I, I don't know. Don't count Cleveland out of the mix. Yeah, uh, well, I do want to see, because like, there's actually like pretty big receivers still out there. Uh, Donovan People Jones was the one that tweeted said he missed uh, Odell Beckham. Oh, DPJ. DPJ, yeah, my go blue. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they just got Chase Winovich too. By the way, I just want another Michigan shout out. Uh, Chase Winovich is with the uh, Browns now too. Yeah. So it's like Julio Jones still out there. Uh, Debo Samuel. I mean, there's rumors he might be traded. We'll see. We're not going to say he's, anything yet. He's stay. He's staying put. You you're really hoping so, but there's. I mean, there's absolutely no way he's going to get paid. There. Um, they drafted talent around him to try to obviously give him like, especially with the running running backs, uh, trying to go deep in the running back hole so they don't have to use him as a two headed monster. Um, and he's a good one two tandem with uh, Ayuk. I, it's I I think it's crazy if he goes. I mean, I think San Francisco is going to give him the money. Well, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see. So yeah, big 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 name receivers out there: Julio Jones, uh, OBJ, and we already mentioned. Julio Jones. They said uh, Rumorville is a potential Dallas landing place for him. It makes sense because you know they have CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, who's coming off of. A, He's never, like your Amari they Cooper for, signing. They for you some know? reason paid paid money to Michael Gallup coming off an ACL injury as opposed to playing to paying other people. Stupid. And then like he is like your Amari Cooper kind of um, of signing. You know, like more of a veteran esque receiver. They love throwing money away at that. Well, you know, it's, uh, speaking of uh, the NFC East, and speaking of the because this actually does have great effect for the Cowboys. Uh, it was actually announced today that uh, former, I think it was, I think it was Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl cornerback James Bradbury, uh, after being released from the Giants, uh, is now signing with another NFC East team. He is signing to the Eagles on a, I believe, a like one or two year deal. It's a, it's a very low risk. Eagles are going to be so bad, man. You think so? I do, man. I, I don't. I'm not buying the hype. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be on the hype train with the Eagles, man. I, I just don't. That division's really bad, though. I mean, that division's so, bad. But the, yeah, I, think, I mean, is, I think that you I could think ten and the, seven it in there. The 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 moves made, I think that they they could, could potentially be the best team in that division. 
I mean, again, but that's really not saying a whole lot when you I know, look at I who, know who you got. Not, yeah. I also think they could be because look, look at who, who they've added. They added AJ Brown, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, Kazir White, Zach Pascal, and they got Jordan Davis, who was a great run yeah. stopper. Nicole I mean, Dean, who I think was an excellent draft pick for them. I mean, I think you and I both agree, as long as it's not the Cowboys. I mean, I don't care who yeah, wins that division. Yeah, I, 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 I just don't want the Cowboys to win it again. <laughs> no, I, I could care less. I, I, I'm totally. I always like the. Um, the sleepers, I wouldn't mind seeing Washington, but I did. I think they're really they're not going to be very good. Uh, the Giants still got a lot of rebuilding to do. They're not going to be very good. Um, it's pretty much yeah. It's pretty much going to be a, a shot between uh, Philly and Dallas, I think. Yeah, I honestly think Philly, Philly could take the division this year, but they, and I would love to see it happen. But you know, we'll see. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. Uh, but yeah, and uh, this is a, this is another one. This isn't like an official official news today, but. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how Jesse Bates' uh, safety for the Cleveland, no, sorry, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he, we talked about how he was franchise tagged during this offseason. Well, the rumors uh, report is circulating that he will not play under the franchise tag, which huh. would be a massive blow to that team because he is, I think, the best player on that defense. Which is crazy because you're literally not even a year removed from being in the Super Bowl. I don't understand why you wouldn't want to run it back. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, that's that's fair. I just think that he feels like he. I feel like he's he feels like he's owed. I think he is one of the better safeties in the in the league. And yeah, I mean, you're seeing a lot of these big players like, like Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams did not want to play under the franchise tag, and he got traded yeah. got a big deal. I mean, my thing is though, you have one big year. Now, Devonte Adams, obviously, exception to the rule, he's been he's been a stud ever since he's been in. in uh, Green Bay, but you have one big year and these guys want to cash in on. It. I mean, it's like it's you have to have a little bit of like what have you done in the last several years? You know what I mean? Right. Not just uh, you have one big year and it's like oh well you got to pay me now. And it's like it doesn't it shouldn't work like that. I mean we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what he end, ends up doing, but yeah, there's a good chance that Jesse Bates does not play for the Bengals in this in this season. Which again, as a division rival, I would sincerely hope so. <laughs> yeah. And um, did you? Oh, so, sorry. Sorry, good. I was gonna tell you. Uh, are, do you have another uh, football news? Because I have a I have a good I have a little uh, little good scoop on uh, baseball. Uh, no, I don't. So you, you can go ahead. What's what's what's, what's, the, what's the baseball story? Bring to the table? Yeah, baseball. This is how bad each team is. You know, obviously local team there, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, they beat the Cincinnati uh, Reds. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds pitched against the Pirates a no hitter, and still lost. So that's that's right. That's right. Listen, you heard it right. I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy. OK, so the Cincinnati Reds pitched a no hitter against the Pirates and still lost. How do you how do you how do you fuck up that badly? So I don't know what I don't know. I don't know the, the nuts and bolts of it. I didn't watch it. Obviously, it was just something to obviously talk about, because you hear that story. You're like, what the hell? And I think it's only the fifth time in MLB history that this has happened. Um, I don't know if it was it was probably walks. It had to have been walks or hit batters that ended up getting uh, scoring on a fielder's choice. Um, and yeah, so the Cincinnati Reds uh, continue their disaster season, especially dropping against the Pirates, who are I mean, they're still bad but they're not as bad as you know projected right now they're still kind of hanging in that almost 500 isk um record wise but yeah i just thought that was kind of crazy yeah no it, it was it was literally, it was literally a walk i mean I, yeah. I, I don't i don't pay attention to the reds because they're just like so atrocious right now uh yeah i just it was i just really thought that that was something absolutely to bring to the table because like i, I said it, it's only yeah. happened five times in mlb history uh, yeah, and it's, no, it's that, really crazy who's the, who's the manager of the reds whoever it is they didn't be fired immediately yeah. And then, and then what else was it? There was uh, oh Albert Pujols uh, pitched. 
That's how you know. Yeah. It, um, That's how you know you're getting uh, desperate. The, the Cardinals were up huge, and um, they ended up putting in um, Albert Pujols to close the game. I guess he gave up three runs. He gave up two gopher balls, but uh, ended up getting it done. Um, it just they needed a pitcher, and Albert said, you know, he just kind of volunteered because he's obviously last season in the league, and it was like, you know what, I'll do it. I mean, and if, um, if, if, if the game if the game's well in hand, yeah, what the hell? Oh, uh, they were up over ten runs. I think it was like fifteen to six was the the final, um, even with the runs that he gave up. So. Even though his ERA is like a glaring forty-five or whatever, uh, still it, it's nice to see uh, just just him in the backswing. Obviously, the last season of his career, you know, just a you know, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, just you know, getting it done in a different position. It was really uh, it was really kind of fun to watch that though. See him pitch. Yeah, it must have been nice. And now moving on to basketball real quick because you know we're in the midst in the heat of the NBA Finals. Or sorry, enough miles road to the finals, the NBA playoffs. Uh, conference semis just wrapped, and uh, we saw some heartbreakers for the defending champs. The Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee Bucks will not be able to defend their title. Uh, they were knocked out by the Boston Celtics. Uh, I told you, don't sleep on Boston. I, I know, said it no, you're right, a couple, you're right. sh- couple shows ago. I said they they are a team that they are almost like the Michigan State of. Uh, you know the NBA. They get good in the playoffs. They get good when it, when they need to get good. And, and, um, and Jason Tatum is an absolute stud. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's I again, I don't really follow NBA. I just I've just kind of kept up with like the scores and seeing who's playing who. I mean, I could tell you who's who's obviously the final four teams, but uh, I, I just I thought it was kind of funny that Boston ended up making it in after I said that. Uh, you had the Memphis Grizzlies being knocked out by the Golden State Warriors four to two, and then you know two teams I want to highlight specifically because I saw some of the most un some of the most uninspired, gutless, heartless, ballless performances in basketball I have seen in a long time. Comes from first of all the Sixers, mostly the, mostly on James Harden. Remember when cruise control man? When the Sixers traded Ben Simmons for James Harden, we're just like, oh shit, this James Harden and Beat are about to go off, and they did for a little bit. Uh, but then he just when he when he doesn't want to play, man, he's bad. James Harden was just like, and it wasn't Harden. The entire team just had this like air of just no motivation to win. Yeah, he's not a very good um, like how Jordan rallies his troops. You know what I mean? He, he just doesn't really have that command presence. You know? No, he 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 really doesn't. I I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's just like just players didn't care. They already got their money. But yeah, so yeah. some really un, just uninspiring play by the Sixers. But not quite as uninspiring as what we saw from the Phoenix Suns. Keep in mind, yeah. this is a team who was in the finals last year. Best record in basketball this year, too. Best I think, record right? in basketball yeah. this year. They how do you how do you fold, how do you lay an egg? Yeah, and then you again. I want I want to bring up the stats from this game because I'm not even I'm not even a Suns a Suns fan. Yeah, and I was and I was pissed off watching this. <laughs> uh, okay. So here we go. The Phoenix Suns, uh, again, they lost game seven to the Dallas Mavericks. And again, they're led by Chris Paul, who is an excellent player, one of the again, one of the most under one of the better players to not have a ring already. Yeah, like your Carl Malone, your John Stockton yeah. type players. For the uh, in the first three quarters, he had one point. You're not gonna you're not gonna win any game like, with your star. Nobody on this team was doing anything. Like Devin Booker wasn't doing anything. DeAndre Ayton wasn't doing anything. 
when you're when one of your top like one of the top scorers for a while was I think for the first three quarter was Jay Crowder. Which if that if that's your top score, you know if he's your top scorer, you don't deserve to win. You just don't. No, I mean, but there is, you know, there have been playoff games even when like LeBron in Cleveland, so that you need another player to pick up that uh, that mantle when your star isn't scoring points. You know what I mean? Um, one point just unacceptable. Yeah, you just think, can't. You, you're not gonna. You're I, not gonna think, beat I, think, anybody. I think halftime, Luke uh, Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks. He had as many points as the entire Suns team. Yeah, and kudos to uh, Jason Kidd turning that team around too. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think they're they're a fun team. I'm I'm absolutely pulling for them because I hate Golden State. Uh, I, I'd like to see that. I don't know. It's just that veteran team with Golden State. I think it's just going to be too much. But we'll see what happens. Definitely rooting for Dallas though. Um, should be fun. Well, the thing about the thing about Golden about uh, Golden State and the the Mavericks are I think defensively, I, I think they're better defensively than yeah. than the Warriors. I think yeah. they're, like they're similar to the Grizzlies without Jaw, but uh, it, like they're very similar to the Grizzlies without Jaw. And the Grizzlies, like even though they lost four to two, they were keeping pace with them. Like, they didn't get like blown out in any games. No, those so were all close games. I, from what I like, I said I didn't follow, but I, I did w- look at the scores and stuff like that. And they weren't very like one sided. You know what I mean? It could have been any like you know just a couple it, possessions it, here it, at the end of the it, it quarter. It could have very it could have very easily been Memphis, but. Yeah, uh, it, it's, but it's not. It, it is Golden State. So we have so again representing the West. We have uh, Golden State and Dallas. Representing the East, we have Miami and Boston. As of right now, Miami is up one to zero on the series. Yeah. But you know, series is early. Uh, so we'll see how it turns out. You still, you still betting on Boston? I'm gonna go with Boston. I think both series go seven. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised just because I, I just think that I. I've seen my like Miami. I don't know. I really haven't followed either team. Again, I just like uh, I am excited that Orlando got the number one draft, uh, the number one overall pick. Yay! Um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, but no, I I'm still going to ride with Boston on this one. I think Boston's getting hot at the right time. Uh, Miami is too, but uh, I think just don't sleep on the don't sleep on Beantown, man. I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, th- I think mm, it's tough, but I would lean slightly towards Boston. Because again, I, th- I think uh, Tatum is on just he's just on the level right now. And uh, on the representing the West, we have Dallas and Golden States. I'm leaning towards Dallas on this one. I, I really I really hope so too. Uh, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised. This is like a six or seven game series. I think like I said, both I think both series are going to go seven. Yeah. So uh, we will see how that uh, these playoffs and finals continue to shake out. Uh, for right now, it's going to do it for the wonderful world of sports. Now move on to uh, the trailer talk. We have a lot of things to talk about today. First of which, this was the this is what they wanted to be the big one. <laughs> uh, in that, uh, well, this this is the first, our very first look at Avatar: The Way of Water. This is the long, long, long-awaited sequel to the first Avatar. Well, yeah, I'm, 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 at the time we were like, let's let's see, let's see some more Avatar, but as time goes on. Time has not been kind in the first Avatar movie. Thirteen years. Thirteen. Sequel. <laughs> well, you know can't, what? Let's try it. Can't be any worse than Dumb and Dumber. Don't, Dumb don't. and Dumber two T O. Don't, don't test them. Oh no! It's, oh yeah! It, oh, it's T O. Oh. Right. T O. And then the Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Don't forget, another uh, like a prequel. Uh, just both awful. Yeah, both are really bad. I don't, even, I don't like the first one that much, but both are really bad. Yeah, bad both are. 
not very good. Uh, this is uh, the sequel. Now, originally this trailer was supposed it was supposed to be exclusively in theaters. It, was gonna, it premiered alongside Vernon Doctor Strange, which that's how I saw it for the first time. I don't know about you. That's how I saw it for the first time, too, yeah, because I, I went with Beck to see Doctor Strange. Yeah, so it premiered uh, for the first time for Vernon Doctor Strange. It was supposed to play in theaters for a week. Then you're like, you know what? Nah, let's just put, let's put, it, on, let's put it on YouTube two days after the movie releases. <laughs> Just kidding. We we really want people to come see this. Yeah. So, uh, again, this is again. Keep in mind, we've been hearing talk about Avatar, the sequels, because there are going to be a couple. We've been hearing talk about this for literally over a decade. It's supposed to come I mean, out in 2012, then 2014, then 2015, then 2016, 2017, 18, so on and so forth, which we are now maybe finally getting Unless this it- movie. Unless it pulls a Morbius somehow, we, we don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. But yeah, now this has got a lot of people. Yeah, you know, I, I see a lot of people who are unimpressed with the trailer, but keep repeating the same goddamn thing. Don't bet against James Cameron. I don't know where this came from, but don't bet against James Cameron. I guess. Speaking of the Terminator for yes. the review today, yeah, how about the, that? How, how that only, all embeds itself in perfectly? Not huh? the only Cameron thing we're talking about today, but anyways, <laughs> Russell. Uh, after yeah. 13 years, yeah. What do you first of all? What do you think of the first Avatar? Just yeah, no, don't don't say what you think of the first Avatar. But uh, what did you okay. think of the first look of? Because I I do want us to do the first Avatar before we actually before the movie comes out. So we'll say oh, that we will. Yeah, say for that for sure. The future. Uh, what do yeah. you think of our first look at Avatar two? I mean, it's the same. You're revisiting the same world. I mean, it looks literally the same. Um, but just remember how revolutionary that was in 09, you know what I mean? To see all that on the screen was you know, really beautiful. Um, I don't know. I'm down. You know, I, like, like how you said, don't bet against Cameron. I mean, this, this may that's be... Not, that, that, that's th- not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'll, and I'll, I'll say why in a second. But go ahead. Well, well, no. Like, my thing is, like I said, it, it, it definitely looks the same. It feels the same. Um, but, um, you know, going into Avatar, the first one completely blinded and, and, you know, watching it and feeling how I felt. Like, I don't know. This is, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this world. Um you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's short. It only gives you a little. I think it's like a minute and fifteen, one fifteen. I think ish. Around there, yeah. It's super short, but um, no. I mean, I'm on board. I mean, I, I'll go see it. I've been on board since '09 to wanting to see a sequel, but uh, obviously we just never got it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm I'm on board enough to uh, want to see it. I think there are a lot of factors that are going to accumulate into the honor performance of this film. Like, yeah, I'll, I will go on record and say I'm going to bet against Cameron because I just I don't see this being as big a hit as the first Avatar. Okay. Oh, it's not going to be a no. It's nowhere near the first. And that's yeah. That's yeah. And, and, and here's there are a, a couple reasons I I have this mentality. First of which I think timing. If, if this movie had come out like 20, 2012, even twenty fifteen, I think this I think this would have been a lot better. But I think that that long period of time has allowed for us to really reexamine the first Avatar. And a lot of people are on the same train. Like, yeah, it's not that's not that good. <laughs> but I, but honestly, I don't know. It was just the time. It came out at the right time, um, especially it with did. just the, well, especially because like at that time, like yeah, that's another thing. Like, three D when it came out was oh. huge. It was the thing, and this was the face of three D for a little bit. But now, like, and that's th- the thing. But like three D now, like that's it's just it's not a big, as big a draw as it used to be. No, it's not. And I don't. I never really. I still regret not seeing Tron Legacy in 3D. I really wish I would have seen that. I'm still pissed off about that. Anyway, my buddy's girlfriend at the time 
had motion sickness or whatever, and oh. we ended up still seeing it, but we didn't see it in 3D. Right. And forever I bust his balls about it because I would love to have seen that in 3D. I think it would have been absolutely tra- like just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, kind of what you said, 09, that was, you know, it was 3D, and that, that movie actually was so, just everything popped out. It was beautiful, you know? Um, 13 years removed from it? Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the marketing, and depends on, depending on how they market this film. You know what I mean? How, like, if they push, you know, if they, you know, they really get the uh, the hype train rolling, you know? I, I don't know. Um, I, it's not going to perform up to anywhere near the first one. I, I can, I'll go on record and say that, too. There's no way. That was something special, like like you said. You know, 2009, it came out at the right time. Yeah. And it just, I, I, it had I, I everything behind that it. Same, I think you put that same movie out today. No, oh. no way in hell that's uh-huh. the highest movie of all time. No, no way. No, no, I, I completely agree 100%. I mean, I think I still think it's going to make money. I mean, it's not going to do the, I mean, that was ridiculous, the money that made. Yeah. It, it, it is ridiculous, the money, the money that it made. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but. but yeah, so uh, that is. Allegedly, again, I will not believe I'm watching Avatar two <laughs> until I'm in the theater watching Avatar two. And what else comes out in December to compete with it? Uh, I will mean, Shazam was going to, but then it moved off. So this is this is the month. I could see it doing a, having a big December then. It, uh, well, it would it would it well, would bring in that family. Shazam Shazam is opening now the week after. Uh, okay, so that oh man, that's gonna be tough. Let me let me see that. That's a good question. What else opens in December? And what else opened in '09? In, Dece- in December, I think it came out in December of 09, didn't it? Did that, did that come out in December? I want to say it was close to the fall. I, it was close to wintertime, I remember, when it came out, I think. Okay, let me see. So d- d- December currently looks like, uh, we'll see, Violet Night, which what the hell is that? Okay. Yeah, that movie. Oh, it's the <laughs> it's the David Harmer Santa Claus movie. Oh, shit. Oh, Violent, no. I'm sorry, Violent Night. Oh, not to be confused with Silent Night. Deadly Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night, which basically what uh, what that movie is. It's just Santa Claus murdering yeah. people. Again, yeah, Avatar... yeah, it did. December 18th of 09 it came out. Okay, so uh, so okay, currently what, the tem- what December this year looks like. Again, Violent Night, Avatar 2, that has the weekend all to itself. Then following that up, the next weekend you have Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and the Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. So again, it's not like yeah. it's, it's not like it's a barren wasteland. Like there are some like big tentpole films, and uh, what what came out what came out in '09 against it? A- Avatar, Sherlock Holmes came out on Christmas. Okay, uh, the Princess and the Frog came out a week before Avatar. Okay, Invictus. It was yeah, it was really there. Really wasn't any too too anything too too much. It's complicated. And nine were released in uh, Christmas of '09. Uh, the lovely bones up in the air. Yeah, they really didn't have a whole lot of um, competition. My yeah. Uh, yeah the, the only thing I could say would be a month prior was Twilight uh, New Moon in November of '09, but nothing really to really take money from this movie. Yeah. So so, so my point is, uh, it's also coming out in a bit of more crowded month. And they used. Oh yeah, I mean better than better than 2009. I mean, you look at '09, man. That was. Oof. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, we'll see how this performs. I don't think again. Don't think it'll do as well, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, next trail again comes at uh, December sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. At long last. Crazy. First one came out December eighteenth. That would have been kind of cool if it was the same date. Actually, would have been kind of sweet. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, Father of the Brides. This is an upcoming remake <laughs> of well, okay. Technically, it's another adaptation of the novel, which was <laughs> made into a movie. 
twice prior to adaptation this. of an adaptation of yeah yeah uh, of course this is the story of a father who is trying to come to grips with his daughter's upcoming wedding uh, and but this time the family is Cuban we're mixing it up we're mixing remix remix Andy Garcia as the father Gloria Estefan Isabella Merced Diego Benetta and it's about it as far as recognizable cast members um <laughs> Russell, what do you think of as uh, you know father of? I mean, <laughs> I mean you're not the father of a bride yet. Give, yeah. give, give it like tw- give it like I, twenty years, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, it looked all right. I mean, I, I still love the I love the not the original, but the, the remake with uh, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin and Diane. Uh, you know, oh, Diane Keaton and yeah. and uh, Martin Short. I just I, I liked that. That's what I grew up obviously watching. I was like eleven, ten or eleven. 12 watching that stuff so um andy garcia is a great actor so i'm not taking anything from him uh we'll see what happens i mean it looks it looks okay enough not a surprise that this is going on straight to hbo max i think straight to max. Um, I, think it's a good, I think it's a good move for it yeah th- th- this movie would not have done well in the theater so good move on their part yeah uh and i think i think it looks decent I, I've, actually, I've actually never seen any father of the bride <laughs> so really maybe i'll go I back seen... and watch the other two I've seen Father of the Bride one and two, and then what the wasn't Spencer Tracy or somebody in the original? Spencer Tracy was the original, yeah. Okay, yeah, I never saw the original, but I did see the two with uh, Steve Martin. It's at release on HBO Max on June sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Next trailer we're talking about is for Cha Cha Real Smooth. So Cha Cha Real Smooth is an upcoming uh, comedic drama about a man who works as a bar mitzvah party host who strikes an interesting friendship with a young woman and her teenage daughter. Uh, this is written and directed by Cooper Rafe, uh, and also stars uh, Dakota Johnson as the woman who he's you know, interested in. Also features uh, Lizzie Mann, Brad Garrett, and Raul Castillo. Uh, so this is actually a director that I have some familiarity with, uh, Cooper Rafe. I saw his one movie, uh, Shit House, from Sundance a okay. few years back. Actually, actually really, really nice little film. Would, would recommend if you haven't seen it. This is sort of his. This is sort of meant to be like his big breakout picture. Uh, getting it got really, really stellar reviews out of Sundance, be, being picked up by Apple TV Plus. Yep. Uh, so, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Cha Cha Real Smooth? Um, if you didn't have the Cha Cha slide in your head when you heard the title of this movie, you're crazy because I did. I was thinking Cha Cha now, y'all. Do do do. You know. Okay. Anyway, um, Dakota Johnson, man, she's just rocking it. Uh, it's it's crazy to see how far removed she is from the Fifty Shades. Uh, trilogy um you know I, I i like i like this whole idea like this this party uh party you know uh, dj or whatever f- like be friends and then you can tell there's, there's going to be some kind of love interest there but she's engaged so how's that going to play out um it looks good though i think it looks good i dig it yeah no, i think it looks solid again i i think that he's a very talented upcoming filmmaker i'm excited to see you know what he's going to do i'm excited to see what he's going to do now and what he's doing later i think he's already got another another movie lined up after now the this. big question is, does he end up with Dakota John- Johnson? <laughs> Who knows? That's that's a, you. We have to wait to find out. Yeah, I guess we'll find. I guess we will find out <laughs> when the movie releases again on Apple TV Plus, uh, January. I'm sorry, that's not that's not that's not the right release date. Uh, J- June seventeenth, twenty twenty two. Uh, next year we're talking about is for this is one I actually missed last second. I, I didn't think it was like a full length trail. This was just a date announcement. But no, we did get new footage. Cobra Kai season five. Five. They're doing it. Yeah. It is some, it's, 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 
barely for a second. It's amazing to me that like this like one random YouTube YouTube red show has become this now like global phenomenon. Yeah, that I never watched on YouTube, and then uh, you got me hooked on it. But I still haven't watched all of season four. Oh, you haven't? Uh, I know, I know, I know. Disappointment. I'm just, I'm, I'm just shocked, honestly. As much as you like the first three seasons, I'm shocked. Dude, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Like, cause it came out, and I, and I'll tell you why. I was sick right around New Year's. I, I got, I got really sick, and um, I remember watching like the first episode, and then I just, I was sick for a couple days after, and I just didn't feel like it. And then it was one of those things where I just never revisit it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, it's, um, it's, not, really, it's not really a disappointment. It's, it's, I'm, just, I'm just surprised, but okay. Yeah, I, no, trust me. It's something I, I want to watch. I would not have put a show on the list if I knew you hadn't seen it, but okay. No, uh, hey, hey, listen. I, I went watching it fine. I did start Downton Abbey. Uh, I know you're pre- pretty surprised about that. I, uh, I watched the first episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Bear with me on that. And but, then I'm caught up on the staircase. But anyways, uh, Cobra Kai, this is the fifth season, fifth season of the Netflix show. Uh, following the events, well, spoiler for season four, following the events of season four, uh, uh, Terry Silver has John Kreese arrested and is now taking over Cobra Kai and is now using Cobra Kai to try and take over the valley with evil karate dojos. Uh, seeing all our favorite, all our favorite cast members come back uh, with the addition of uh, Yuji Okamoto as Chosen, who Daniel has recruited to kind of help fight the good fight against Cobra Kai. And it was like chosen has my favorite moment of the entire trailer, where you know Terry Silver was like, "You're playing with you're playing with gasoline, Daddy. We're playing, we're playing with fire, Daddy. Yeah, like, and I'm yeah. gasoline. <laughs> and I'm gasoline. I'm like shit. Mike drop. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really like chosen from uh, chosen from both uh, Cobra Kai season three and Karate Kid part two. I, I really like that character and that actor. Yeah. I, I think that actor's quite good. So I'm, I'm glad he's getting a, a bigger part in the story. But I uh, also see you know. Uh, uh, what's 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 that's what the fuck is his name? Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence and his son, having reconciled, are now going to Mexico to find Robbie, who went off to find his own dad, which is why he's now he's down in Mexico. Uh, so you know we're gonna we're gonna see how this all plays out. So you know uh, we have also a release date. Uh, it's gonna be dropping on Netflix September 9th, twenty twenty two, which is wild because like think about this, Russell. We we've had three seasons of Cobra Kai. We've now had three seasons of Cobra Kai in the span of two years. Two years, yeah, yeah. Because what January was, was January, season four? Uh, yeah, season season three dropped. Uh, New Year's New Year's, New Year's Day, yeah, twenty twenty one. Season four yeah. dropped New Year's Eve, twenty twenty one. Yep. And then yeah, this one's dropping in September. So yeah, we got three seasons of Cobra Kai within two years. So again, Netflix says they are striking while the iron is hot. And not canceling like Ozark, but and not, uh, yeah, and not canceling like they do everything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, like they do the anything else is that it's hot. Uh, but so, uh, yeah. I mean, does it mean are you not going to go back and finish season four? <laughs> I'm absolutely going to go back and finish season four. I, that, I, even though I know a little bit of what's going on, I still want to experience it, you know. So no, I'm I'll go back and watch it for sure. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, this is one of my favorite shows on TV right now, so I'm definitely excited to see you know the new adventures of Miles and my favorite characters. I'm curious how long. I mean, I'm sure the the show will have happened. I'm sure, given Netflix, given Stranger Things is about to end. I'm sure Netflix will give these guys carte blanche. Like, oh. keep keep us relevant, oh. please. Keep all us in, relevant. all in, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see uh, how that turns out. Uh, speaking of Netflix, we're going to transition to our next trailer. Our next one is going to be Resident Evil. This is the latest attempt to uh, make an adaptation of Resident Evil. And funny enough, this is actually it, this is actually in development before the latest movie even came out. Yeah, so they're like, you know what? Fuck it. 
They want to see it. We're gonna give the people what they want. Yeah. So this is a uh, this is a uh, this is gonna be a show now. Uh, set nearly three decades after the discovery of the T virus, an outbreak reveals Umbrella's Corporation's dark secrets. So I can't tell if they're really making. A, I can't tell if they're making adapting the game or not. Because again, I'm not familiar. This doesn't look, doesn't look like the games. <laughs> doesn't look like the games at all. No. And as, and as far as like the characters, like I, Lance Reddick, who I love, is playing Wesker, a guy who looks nothing like the character from the games. <laughs> I don't I don't even, I don't even know what he's doing here, but anyways. So Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Resident Evil? Sure. I mean, I'll watch it. Uh, I, I I I liked Resident Evil. Uh Rackham City was okay. I mean, it wasn't it was far from great, trust me, but I went in with low expectations and I was I was still pleased enough, you know what I mean? Um yeah, I, I don't know. They're really trying to get it you know, get the hype back. I don't know. I think Netflix, I think we talked before about this. I think this would lend well if they did do service to the video games. Um, I only played if they the second. Like, if they actually like did the video games, you could have some like pretty like fun, decent yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, and I think I only played Resident Evil 2 on the original PlayStation, so that's uh, that's my familiarity with you know uh, what? Resident Evil. I did Evil. just get cool. I, I got, well, I, I have seven because that, that was a free one for when you bought okay. the PlayStation. I got eight because I heard eight's excellent. And uh-huh. they actually did a remaster of two for PlayStation 4. So I bought oh, that. no shit. Yeah. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 was sweet. I remember just how immersive it was like and and keep in mind this was with the the effects of the first playstation but um still was really fun and the uh ceiling crawlers oh was that scary at night playing at night with those fucking things with the big mouse and the tongue and stuff Ooh. anyway um yeah i i'm looking forward to that more video game feel and i i think we haven't gotten that so i think if we can go back to and, and get that feel I think we could be successful. I just don't know. This didn't feel it, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't have my hopes for this because it seems like the words Resident Evil are the case of death for any property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, but yeah, we'll see. Again, yeah, I'm really, I'm hoping for, for Lance Reddick. I do like that game. Yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for, uh, go back to Apple TV Plus for a bit, we're talking about the first trailer for Luck. So, Luck is the first film that is the product of the deal struck between the newly minted Sundance Animation and Apple TV Plus. So they have they have a mutually exclusive agreement. Sundance Animation movies will go exclusively to Apple TV Plus, maybe in theaters. Who knows? Um, uh, Sundance Sky, I'm sorry, not Sundance Skydance Animation, uh, an animation firm that is uh, well that was under some hot water when it did and when it did you know. Come come about because they one of their biggest moves was hiring John the Hands Lassiter as the head. Oh, get it, get handsy animation. on me. Uh, which uh, caused which you know caused some controversy, but I guess but I guess they got they managed to make this anyways. Uh, basically, this this is a movie about an unlucky girl who stumbles upon the never before seen world of good luck and bad luck. He teams up with some magic creatures to uncover the force, uh, bef- uh, uncover force more powerful than luck even itself. Uh, has cast includes uh, Simon Pegg. We do hear a lot in the trailer, which for the funny, funny for the longest time in the trailer, I thought that was Craig Ferguson. I thought the same. Fuck, I was literally just gonna say that. I no, literally Craig thought Ferguson it was Craig too. Ferguson. Yeah, uh, you you took that right from me, man. I was literally gonna say that too. It's not, it's like, Simon Pegg Scottish is actually like quite good. That's literally I. I was like, that's Craig Ferguson. I literally wouldn't even have never in a million years would have thought Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg, Jane Fonda, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Lilibet Howery, and uh, Colin O'Donohue. Uh, they were all uh, providing voices in this in this uh, film. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Luck? 
I liked it. I mean, I thought it was something different. Um, this could maybe be something that you watch uh, every uh, St. Patrick's Day. Who knows? It could be good. Uh, <laughs> we do not have enough St. Patrick's Day movies. We don't have. I mean, we got the Boondock Saints, and that's really about it. Yeah, we got, the, know, we so. got the Boondock Saints and Leprechaun. That's it. And, and Leprechaun, yeah. And and Beer Fest, if you want to like just make it an alcohol themed, uh, you know, month or whatever. But uh, yeah, it looked okay. I thought it looked fun. It looked funny. I Cute. Think, I think it looks interesting. I, I, like, I like the animation style. I mean, the animation looks great. Really bummed that I wasn't Craig Ferguson. I'm not gonna lie to you, that really—that's completely crazy, man. I—I I thought for sure I'm like Craig Ferguson, man. Yeah, wow. <laughs> now you're not gonna watch it at <laughs> a protest. I just—I'm super shocked by that, dude, that is spot on, Craig Ferguson, dude. Like, hundred percent. I, mean, I just—that's amazing. I had the same reaction. Like, wait, wait that's like, that's not Craig Ferguson. That's, like, that's Simon. Wait, since you said it, I was like, fuck, I still can't get over it right now. But yeah, wow. Uh, again, this is for a release on August 5th, 2022, again, exclusively to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, next show we're talking about, and I think this is not, 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 not the last one. we got two more after this. Uh, first one we're talking about is going to be Prey. So Prey is the latest film in the Predator franchise. Yep. Uh, this is a movie that's going to take place in a Comanche Nation in 1719, in which a warrior has to protect her tribe from the alien Predator. As cast mostly unknowns and is directed by Dan Schrachtenberg who also directed 10 Cloverfield Lane and has done literally nothing since. As far as movies go. Been waiting for this movie. Been waiting for this one. Uh, So yeah, this is also our first uh, Predator movie since uh, The Predator back in 2018. Yeah. We don't talk about that one. Uh, so Russell, I, re- I really didn't mind that one. Russell, I know a lot of a lot of people hated that movie, like a bad, bad, bad. I think I think just like the the promise of that movie, uh, it, it it didn't live up to what it could. Come on, it's a predator movie directed by Shane Black. How is this the best you can do? I know, man. And again, I must have just set the bar really low for these movies that aren't supposed to be really good, and I walk away with something like I think I did, I did that with Morbius. I really must just, I must really, really have like. This must be just like bottom of the basement of where I set myself. You know what I mean? But I thought this one was okay. Uh, but yeah, um, so what do you think of the trailer for the for Prey? All right. I mean, again, it was so you don't see anything, and it, and it's all so fast. You know what I mean? Like you just see them getting ready to bow and arrow something that you obviously know. You hear the noise, so you know what it is. But um, yeah, I mean, it leaves me wanting more. I'm curious to see how they how they do it. What the predator looks like? You know. Um, and I and you've always sung the praises of Ten Cloverfield Lane. I've I never saw it. You so, didn't see um, it. No, I never saw it. Oh, I only wow. watched the first Cloverfield because uh, I really loved that one. And I didn't. I was like, why are we remaking these? Because especially because it was just like it didn't make sense because it had nothing to do with. Did it have anything to do with the incident or the the, the stuff that took place in the first one? Not really. Well, okay. So not, that's I think that was really my that was it, my beef with it. Not really. When it came out, they do kind of. Because of paradox, did you kind of retcon it to where it is? Okay. But again, that's not that's not important. Point and is, see, to me, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a it's a cool genre picture, and again, I think okay. I think you'd really love it if you watched okay. it. Okay, well, I mean, it's something I, I definitely I'll you know I'll throw on my big massive list of movies that I still have not seen, but. Um, yeah, I just love the first. I really love the first Cloverfield. It was one of those things where it was like, this movie has nothing to do with it. Why the hell am I even going to waste my time watching it? You know what I mean? It was one of those. But uh, I'll give it a shot, though, for sure. And like I said, with this movie, it looks okay. You don't see anything, but there's a, it leaves a lot to uh, to wonder, to question. You know what I mean? I actually really thought this was really interesting because, because just because it's a different kind of setting for the that, Predator. That, that too. It's like not I, modern. I, yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, I get not, you. not modern day. 
not you know yeah. not with like only like army like army or like military guys. And I actually yeah. think this approach that would have served the Terminator again. I'll talk about when we talk about the sequel. I think this is an approach yeah. that would have better served the Terminator franchise if they oh, decided absolutely. to do it. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to you know like some of the if we ever get to the later sequels, which we, we will at some point. I we, we will. I mean, we're going to be running out of franchises for our franchise month. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's yeah, coming actually, up sooner or later, whether or not you want it or not. Right? I actually, this looks quite, this looks quite fascinating. Uh, <laughs> set to debut on Hulu, which I think is I think is a surprise, just because I was too. Yeah. Yeah, I think to, I think maybe maybe the testing see what kind of draw predator has before we go back to back to the big screen. But yeah, this is set for a release on Hulu on August fifth, twenty twenty two. And last show we're talking about today. This one actually dropped yesterday as recording this episode. Uh, it's the trailer, first trailer for She Hulk: Attorney at Law. I love that title. I love the title. I think it's just it's it's pretty badass. I, I really enjoy it too. Yeah. So, She-Hulk: Attorney at Law is the uh, Marvel Disney Plus show of based on the character of She-Hulk. So now, Russell, since you're not familiar with the character She-Hulk, I mean, they, they kind of do a good job explaining who she is in the, in the trailers. But in the comics, she is uh, Bruce Banner's cousin who uh, okay. she gave the blood transfusion from Bruce and, as a result, inherits his gamma ray powers. Uh, but unlike the Hulk in the comics, where he's like this like, big raging monster, she is basically like herself. She's just bigger and greener, <laughs> and she continues her law practice. Yeah, like, which is great. Don't but, piss her off, right? Yeah, the, the comics themselves were, you know, uh, were meant to be a little more fun, a little more lighthearted. And I think they, they nail that tone perfectly here. So, Russell, yeah, someone who's not familiar with the character, what did you think of the trailer for She Hulk? I liked it, um, and just because of the fact, obviously, Mark Ruffalo reprising Hulk coming coming into the show, I think is pretty sweet too. Because like Hulk's one of my favorite uh, from Marvel, so obviously, it was kind of kind of cool to see that. Um, no, I'm well, down. I, I, I'm down. I think it's I think it's a funny way to expo- exploit the loophole because you know, as as we know, uh, they can't yeah. make solo Hulk movies. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They can't, yeah. They can't so, make solo Hulk movies without Universal, so they just, yeah. Okay, you you come along for the ride and all these other characters. Yeah. Yeah, you could be you could be at our show, a spinoff or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and if that's how we get our dose of the Hulk, great. Um, I'm I'm for it. But yeah, no, it, it looks really cool. Great to see you know another female uh, superhero. So yeah, I'm I'm on board with it for sure. Yeah, I mean, this feels like a work like not a work, work but a legal comedy featuring yeah. a super kind of like Ally McBeal with a superhero. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I do like. I love Tatiana Maslany. I've always thought she was like a really underrated actress. And if you want to see what she can do, go watch Orphan Black. She is phenomenal on that show and i've been waiting for her to get like a big opportunity like a big project well here we go this is her chance to really break big a lot of of people have kind of criticized the cgi in this trailer which i mean i do get but it's still i I don't think it's trying to take you know you gotta i don't know you gotta take a backseat to that stuff you know and again maybe it looks better in the actual show well we'll we'll see but even not if, if the writing and the characters there i can excuse them iffy special effects but either way i'm i'm definitely looking forward to the show have uh, you seen the close-up in terminator have you seen the close-ups we'll leave it at that yeah we'll talk about that later on have you seen the close-ups <laughs> have you seen the close-ups have uh, you seen the close-up of schwarzenegger's face yeah but not okay just that i mean we're also getting tim roth back in the mcu after i love seeing that too over 10 years oh and tim roth's awesome um uh that that other trailer you had on the list does look. It looks Re- Rebecca Ferguson looks fantastic though. Right, Resurrection. Uh, which we're, oh, we're, looks for, for 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 time. We're we're gonna. I I know. It looks fantastic though. Check it out, guys. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hulk is gonna be the. Uh, it's not the next one up because up next is Miss Marvel because Moon, oh. Moon Knight just wraps. Then we're doing Miss Marvel, and after that 
we're, then we're getting She-Hulk. And I believe that's closing out the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this, that, that's going to be the last. This going to be the last show of the year. So it's going to consist of eight episodes. Going to start premiering in uh, August 17th of 2022. Cool. And that's going to do it for trailer talk. We now move on to notorious news. Got a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, first of which is we got to talk about the, the box office of Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange currently. Just crushing it. Crushing it worldwide at the box office. Opened to, I believe, over $180 million in the stage, which is impressive considering that it's, I think it's almost double what the first one did. Yeah, easily. Yeah, uh, let, me, let, me, let, me get some, let me get some numbers for you. Uh, opened in the States at... Why can't I find this where I need it? <laughs> What do you need? The first Doctor Strange? Okay, first this one opened to 187. First Doctor Strange opened at let's see what what's we got here. 85. 85. So yeah, uh, well, well past the first one. The hype for this one was big, and currently sitting at 715 uh, worldwide, and that's only after like two weeks. Uh, we might have to redo our uh, top ten. <laughs> but again, that, that that's that's worldwide. Oh, worldwide out of domestic. I think we're going to be all right on this one. Yeah, domestically, it's sitting at uh, 302.7. I feel pretty good. I, I still feel pretty good where, where I had it. Yeah. I think, where, hold on. Where did Because I, I, I know I had it at four. Maybe, I had it right up around there. Maybe I, maybe I miscalculated, but let's, let's see. Yeah, I had it at I had it at four. Where did you Where did you have it? I had to have it right along there. I didn't put it in the top two. Uh, yeah, I know we had like the exact same like top. <laughs> Was it three? A top four, top we had the same four. You, okay. you, you had it at three, so you had it a little, okay. little higher than I did. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you could tell that we do, definitely do a show together. Um, but uh, it's funny though, because our top ten literally was just like, "You've got to be shitting me!" Just like all of our movies were on there, it was kind of yeah, funny. So, but that, I mean, that, that's that's still killing it. Uh, so I think I, I mean I think we can expect uh, Doctor Strange three announcement any day now. Oh yeah, I mean I, I mean it, it's gonna happen. Uh, my question is, uh, seeing that you saw it, do you, you want them to bring Sam, Sam Raimi back? I like Derrickson. I uh, just like Derrickson more. Um, Raimi did bring his vision. It was more Raimi-esque, you know, uh, more darker, obviously. Um, and I liked it okay. There's there's things in it I just was like, really? Like, I, I don't know. To me, there was a lot of just like, eh. It was, like, it's not it's not my favorite Marvel movie. It's, I mean, I maybe be in the top half, if that. I mean, it was a middle of the road film for me. You know, I didn't love it like everybody else loved it. I, I think, but I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I love Doctor Strange as a character. Um, I just, to me, this one just wasn't. I don't know. <sighs> Boy, we really made one really, really powerful in this one. It was just kind of like really, like really. I don't know, but uh, sure, why not? I don't know, man. I, I, I would like to see Raimi come back and do do another. Would one you? I would actually. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with Derek's. I like Derek. I like the first one. Don't get me wrong. I like the feel of the first one. Um, the second one is completely different for sure. Your tone and everything. You know, Ramy had his had a stamp on it for sure. Leave, um, leave the kids at home for this one. Yeah, leave the young young kids at home. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a, a family movie at all. Uh, it's a, definitely a darker, darker. I'd say this is probably one of the darker, if not the most dark, uh, the Marvel movies that we've seen. Potentially, yeah. I mean, as far as like some of some of the, some of the kills in this movie, holy shit. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I'm talking like in the Marvel in the in the continuity of things. No, yeah, I, I, I mean, this I, I, this I, I, easily I, I, has to be one of the darkest. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Strand, congrats, congrats on your uh, continued yeah. success. I, I I mean, I love that character. I love coming back to as that character. So I'm excited to see I more do too. of that character in the future. Uh, well, speaking of Sam Raimi, something uh, a sequel that he has apparently a pitch for, apparently one he wants to do, is for Darkman, uh, the 1990 oh. cult superhero Hell yeah. movie, uh, starring you know our boy Liam Neeson. Yeah. Fuck right, dude! That, oh, that movie was so fucking good. I do like, I do like the first Darkman. Love Darkman. I remember seeing that back when I was probably like eight or nine. My, I love that movie. But my question is, you know, Sam Ra- Sam Raimi. Guy who just got back into filmmaking after a pretty long hiatus. Yeah. Liam Neeson, almost seventy. Do, do you even want to see another Dark Man? Fuck yeah, I do. Really? Especially with Liam, dude. I you got my. Remember, I messaged you. I said, dude, we need a multiverse of fucking Liam Neeson movies. We need this. <laughs> some, some Tell you very, what, man. Some variation of Irish American who can kick, can kick your ass really well, really good. <laughs> fucking. Oh, can you see like Taken within like a walk among the tombstone with like the unknown with like, you know what I mean? <laughs> with, I feel like it's all the with, same guy. With non with nonstop. May, oh, like, dude. But that may as well already sign be me. all the same guy. Because who cares? Sign, sign me up, man. Absolutely, sign me up. I I love Liam Neeson. I I would I mean, <laughs> then Darkman could do like throat chops would be so badass, man. Uh, man. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Darkman sequels. I mean, I know the, the hardcore fans. I'm not sure if a, a studio will you know give the go ahead for a Darkman sequel. I don't Dude. even know if I want a Darkman sequel. Me, honest. Uh, the first Darkman. I mean, there was a couple after. I think weren't but, there? Yeah, there? There was there a couple were, other. There were dark. There were two more Darkman sequels, both of which were straight to DVD. Neither of which had Liam Neeson. Yeah, so, yeah, the first one, like I said, oh, obviously the first one is the only one you need to know about. Um, yeah, but I would totally be on board. Um, get 70-year-old ne- Liam Neeson in there. Absolutely. Gauze that face up and let's go. <laughs> let's let's do it. <laughs> I guess that is the excuse where, like, the, the age may not matter because... Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it's gauze. Man. And really, well, yeah, realistically, uh, I don't know. I just think it would be badass. All right. Uh, let's but speak. In speaking of uh, sequels that are currently in the works, oh uh, uh, boy, one that uh, su- is probably surprising that you didn't think, that you didn't think it'd get one. Uh, oh, Dirty boy. Dancing is apparently oh, getting a sequel. Fuck, we really with Jennifer. Uh, with, even the confusing thing is Jennifer Grey is coming back for it. Jennifer Grey is going to be coming down to. Uh, she's just coming to Still City Con, I guess, in August in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I thought it was kind of cool. Funny, the weirdest thing about this is, well, one, uh, sorry, I got director Jonathan Levine, uh, who I believe is the director of Fifty Fifty, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's I'm pretty sure that he did direct Fifty Fifty. He did direct Fifty Fifty. And, and long shot, really good, uh, really good movie too. Uh, uh, two, two really good movies right there. Uh, what was the other one? Long shot with almost Seth Rogen. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, doing a new Dairy Dancing project. Uh, Jennifer Grey coming back. The thing is, I feel like a big part of the, the success of the first one, a big part of that equation is, uh, you know, no longer plausible. <laughs> yeah, he's a ghost, literally. Uh, you can't do it without Patrick Swayze. Uh, Dirty, Deva- Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, like, no. Force no ghost go. Patrick Swayze. It was, it was awful. Um, I just, to me, I don't, yeah, Force Ghost, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet, though. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? He... Like she comes running up and he catches her and she's just like hovering in the air. That'd be odd. That'd be like, what is going on, dude? No. Um, I just I love the first third of dancing. It's a classic, man. Um, soundtrack is 
on points. Uh, I don't know, just everything about it. I don't really think we need any of this stuff. I mean, I get it. You know, oh, it's Jennifer Grey. It's going to be one of those. And I'll watch it because of that because I'm, I'm a fool. And that's that's what they do. They they put that they put the, the stars of the movies in these, like, reboots or whatever later on down the road to get stupid people like me to say, you know what? I'm kind of curious. I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, so we'll definitely see how that, how that turns out. Uh, I just, I, I, yeah, I just, I just find this an odd, odd. I do too. Yeah, no. odd choice. Like, I would be more shocked if. Well, actually, I would be equally shocked if you said Dirty Dancing Havana Nights is coming out with a sequel. Dude, did, did, did they get? Did they get Diego Luna back? <laughs> I mean, he's big. He's way bigger than he ever was. Oh, he's way bigger now. Dude, that was like that was baby Diego, man. This is yeah, <laughs> he's full grown yeah, Diego. Yeah, he's above that now. <laughs> I got Andrew. What, what, what do I want to fuck with? What do I want to fuck, fuck with Dirty Dancing anymore? It's like, bro, dude, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, some actually looking at this, we actually have a lot of sequel news. So let's let's, let's, let's just let's just go for some more of that. Something else that went out to being a sequel. This is, no, this is another one that I think yeah. a little more puzzling. If I'm being honest, uh, a simple favor. It was announced as getting a sequel. I did see that. Yeah, I. Yeah, and that's the uh, Paul Feig is going to return to direct, and both Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively will be reprising their roles from the first. Uh, which I mean, the first one, I like the first one. Uh, the first one was quite good. Love the first one. It's another twenty eighteen release. Seemed pretty wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like I, I, I don't, I don't feel like you know, people watch like, oh, but wait, there's more. Like, no, it seems, seems seems pretty cut and dry from my perspective. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. I forget. Didn't no. Did Blake Lively's character die? No, she didn't. Okay, she, I she thought... Got, she got hit I by thought, a car. She got hit by a car. Okay, so, uh, I mean, does a sequel take place at a hospital? Is this like a Mike, um, Halloween 2 type hit, shit here? Got hit by a car and arrested, but she survived. Okay, never mind then. Because um, I, I thought it's been so... Like, again, 2018, I, I think I watched it once on Blu-ray when it came out. Um... Yeah, I love the first one. I love, you know, Paul Feig's, you know, it was really great. I think we're, you know, obviously both huge fans of the uh, 2018 film. Absolutely. I just, I'm just, conf- I'm just confused because, like, the first one was based on a book. There's no sequel to the book either. That'd be like making a talented Mr. Ripley part two. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like everything, I, like, I got all the answers I needed. I'm good, you know? It's like, you know, yeah, I, 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 I don't need any further explanation. You can, you, you can stop. Yeah, it's like thanks, but no, th- I'm full. I don't want any more food. Thank you. <laughs> Please, uh, some- no, 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 I'm, I'm good. I, I, I don't need any more. I'm fine. I'm full. Yeah, no, my stomach's full. I'm fine. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to where the sequel's gonna go. But again, Paul Feig is a director who, it's like every other movie he makes is, re- is really good. <laughs> yeah, so this one might not be good. No, oh, wait, did he try? He, he had something after last, Christ- last Christmas. Oh, uh, well, there's that's. But okay. he d- now he does have one coming out this year. Oh, that's right. Last Christmas, I did. I did dig that though because I like the whole uh, uh, Wham, George Michael theme stuff. Uh, now he does have one coming out this year. So depending on where this comes out, maybe this is good. <laughs> is this like the Bond? Uh, the Bond movies? Every other? Every other one of the, 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 the Daniel Craig run. Every other yeah. one's really good. Every other? Every other? Can you please release this? Like, can yeah, yeah. Can you just like you know just. Stop doing just stop just stop doing these every other year, but then you know that the, the equation wouldn't work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The point is, we'll, we'll we'll see how this one ends up uh, turning out. Uh, well, what else we got? Sequel news. Let let's let's talk about this. You know what? Let's talk about this because this is a story that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, it, we got some news. Well, not news. Uh, the embargo for Top Gun Maverick dropped surprisingly early. Yeah. So uh, reviews are now public, and 
look, I've been saying for years this is going to change the world. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Uh, I didn't think recession would be this positive. It's currently sitting at a 97% on no, Rotten Tomatoes. No way, no way in hell, man. I never I never would have called this, considering the first Top Gun's no. only at like 56. Yeah, the first Top Gun's uh, uh, all right. I mean, it's it's uh, far from no, perfect. No, 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 no. Far from perfect. Movie, I, I've seen is, it. Come on. It is perfect. Uh, anyway. Nothing, I hear nothing else. But this movie anyway, looks like it could be yeah. better. Oh, this one does. I mean, looks. I mean, I knew for sure fresh. I didn't think it was gonna be this fresh, this this hot, like crazy. Holy, like holy shit. Yeah, like calling like, like some of it is calling what best Tom Cruise that we've seen and shit. Like I, it's I, crazy. I've had, I've had a lot of friends who've seen it who have like m- m- like so, so many of which have said this is the best movie of the year so far. Um, I'm hyped. I, I am hyped. Though. That I does mean, buy I mean, the hype I've, up a little bit I, more though. I've I've been hyped. <laughs> yeah, I've been ready. <laughs> have you heard that uh, Lady Gaga song yet? No. I'm saving that. Right. I told you. I'm saving, saving it for the movie. All right. Let me know about that, though. Uh, yeah. If we're at the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival and uh, debuted to a six-minute uh, standing ovation. And actually gave Tom Cruise an honorary Palme d'Or, which is, like, the highest honor they can give. Yeah. So That's good, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm hyped. I already got, I already got my tickets for opening weekend. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm good to go. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, this is set for a release uh, May twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Two more weeks. Two more weeks, baby. Actually, less, less than two weeks. Less than two. Week and a half. Let's go. Uh, speaking of sequels that I am incredibly excited for, we got some news on Dune two. That oh man, this is this is great. Uh, it was announced that Christopher Walken has joined <laughs> the cast I, I, I of Dune Part Two as yeah. Emperor Shaddam. So yeah, uh, someone who's familiar with the Dune story in the first Dune movie, Emperor Shaddam is the guy who basically runs as you, he's the Emperor of the Galaxy. He he, run, he runs everything. He's the one who kind of orchestrated the destruction of House Atreides. Like Hark, like he was affiliated with House Harkonnen. He deals primarily with the Space and Guild, who's the who's the reason Spice is so valuable. They have the, they're the reason Spice is so wanted in this galaxy. Uh, he's he's a he's a big character. Especially in the later half, of the, the latter half of the book, and now we got Christopher Walken playing him, stepping in the shoes of Jose Ferrer from the first one. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I I I love this. I don't know what I don't know in what galaxy and what dimension Christopher Walken makes Florence Pugh, who is playing his daughter, Princess Aruelin. But I am I am pumped to see Christopher Walken in this. Uh, Russell. Oh Sullivan, yeah. Did, did you, you saw the first Dune, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. But um, no, add, add Christopher Walken to the mix. Uh, you could also hear uh, "Catch Me If You Can" uh, on the uh, feed there. Yeah, we did. You yeah, like that little plug where he was in there with the movie with Leo? Yeah, yeah, last week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, anytime you can add somebody like Christopher Walken, I don't care what you're doing. I mean, Christopher Walken's just badass, no matter what. So completely on board with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the second half especially is going to be. Because all all the like the first one movies, first movie, first half of the book are like it's all set up for like you know the conflicts, but like the bulk of like the action and the bulk of like the big climax, the bulk of like the big payoff that happens in the second half of the book. So I think the like, people who were like little maybe a little more lukewarm in the first, I think you all are gonna love the seconds because like everything you know maybe left you a little bit cold, but the second one, I'm telling y'all, yeah, the second one, second one's gonna blow y'all minds. I guarantee it. Uh, next piece of news talking about. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong 2 currently in the works. We now have our first cast member. Uh, Dan Stevens reuniting with his director from the guest, Adam Wingard, who's turning to direct uh, Kong Skull Island, is set to join 
uh, sorry, turning to direct Godzilla vs. Kong 2, uh, Dan Stevens is now going to be joining the cast. Uh, no word on who else is going to be joining this. I don't even know what the story is going to be based on. Uh, but, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong 2 is is, is, is coming, is, is in the pipeline. Uh, you excited to see Dan Stevens and Wingard reteam. Did, did you ever see the guest? I did not. The really? guest. Oh, no. Homer, Homer, he's, <laughs> he's a veteran. He comes back. No, Dan Stevens. Was he also in, am I thinking of The Rental? Was he in that movie? Oh, he was in The Rental. Dan Stevens was in The Rental. I was thinking of that one. Um, yeah, The Beast himself. Um, I saw. I did see the uh, Dave Franco directed uh, movie, The Rental, with him. But no, I did not see the other one. Okay. Well, uh, you should watch the guest. That, that's another one I think you really like. I'll throw it. I'll throw it on that ever, ever so growing list, of course. So yeah, you hear Dan <laughs> Stevens joining. Uh, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong too. I like it. I, Dan Stevens is a really good actor. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I dig him. Um, and I just want to see you know Kong get some revenge, man. Let's uh, let's get it done. You know. <laughs> I want to see him win. <laughs> Hashtag Team Kong. Yeah, I know. I know you're a big Godzilla guy. I just, I love Kong. I uh, just always, I, obviously they're both badass. They're, I mean, you're, you're, you're stupid not to think that both are just badass on the screen together. It's just awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely want to see a little bit more of Kong, like kicking ass. Yeah. So yeah. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no more one, one that, on when this is officially releasing, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see when it comes out because you know, I, I also did. I also did enjoy uh, the first the first Kong, so I'm definitely excited to see uh, when this comes out. Uh, next trailer. I'm sorry. Next piece of news you're talking about, and I believe this is our last. Not sorry, not our last one, but yeah, yeah do have one more after this. Uh, it was announced. Uh, we got some news on Scream Six. Skrix. Skrix. Skrillex. <laughs> where, 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 where would the six fit in the title? <laughs> oh man, could you make it part of the C? Like you can have it like C, and then have it like like you know what I mean, like in the C connecting almost like so, lightly so, in so a six, different color. So six, so six cream, S- six cream. Yeah, uh, but that's I mean, the only way. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we did get some news on this one. Uh, in addition to Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy, uh, it's Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, and Jenna Ortega. Uh, who will be reprising their roles from Scream 5. Uh, Hayden Panettiere uh, oh, yeah. will, be re- will be returning, reprising her role from, as Kirby from, from Scream 4. Uh, from Scream 4. I guess I guess she didn't die. Yeah, because I pretty much thought that that was a done deal, but okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the knife to the gut. Also, knife to the gut in, the, in this universe, I, I guess, is like getting hit with a milk dud. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah you, you, you can get fatally stabbed to survive. Shit. <laughs> Both Sydney and Gale did that in the last movie. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. I think it's, we can talk about obviously Scream Five spoilers, right? I mean, it, yeah, it's it's been over, it's been over five months. Uh, I'm kind of pissed that they killed Dewey off. Not gonna lie. I, mean, I knew one of them was gonna go. Yeah, but and, and that, but literally, Gale just sat there and fucking watched haphazardly while he's getting fucking attacked. Really? Well, she was. She wasn't there. <laughs> Wasn't she? Wait, she wasn't. Uh, who no, was she, there? Somebody. No, uh, actually, no, nobody was there. So like, they when did. he died, I thought somebody was just. No, nobody. Nobody was just watching as he died. No, I was he really by himself? Yeah, he was by himself. He, he like Jesus uh, Christ, so man. Maybe I. Melissa, Melissa Barrera was in the others. Like they were about to get in the others. Like you know what? You go down. I got to take care of. Which like as soon as I saw, that, as soon as I saw, heard that, I'm just like, you know what? Dead. Dead. Never. Well, never mind that. I boy, oh boy. Yeah. Well, I gotta Gale, pay. I gotta pay more attention. Apparently, when I watch stuff. Gale I, yeah, Gail didn't get there till after. Okay. Never mind. Well, 
Okay. But yeah, I still think it was pretty shitty how uh, how um, Dewey went. Uh, but still, uh, forever that will take my uh, my heart. Obviously, scream to Randy. Oh, just <laughs> fucking awful. God, like I said, my favorite character, uh, obviously from the first one, second one, and that, and that, and that uh, that finale, man, that just oh, that was gut wrenching, literally. I'm very curious what the rules are for a part six of anything, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> what can we start? What can we conjure up, man? Like like you you're like. Revising rules and adding to is this like subsidiary two or subsidiary three three a three b like I don't amendment, know amendment six six one yeah. dash d yeah. yeah it's like it's pretty soon you just gotta have a fucking handbook you know I mean pretty soon you're gonna have to be these, these killers immortal yeah I mean seriously it, you might as well just say you know what they are pretty much a Freddy or Jason okay you know, you know there what you go. I do wonder if I mean I, I think it's, I think it's too late now because you know they do have they they have established that they are dead. I do wonder if they could do because you hear the original the original story for three. Uh, uh-uh, what was it? So the original story for three is it was going to be Stu Stu was going to be the beer field that survived the events of one. So now that would be kind of cool. And he was going to be orchestrating these like attacks on high school from jail. Okay. Uh, the thing is, they they had to scrap that because Columbine happened right before. <laughs> Way to go, guys! Way to go, guys! Way to go, guys! Dylan, Cle- Dylan Cleveland, and whoever the hell the other guy was. Way yeah, to go, guys! Th- th- thanks, dicks. Yeah, way to go! Way to, way to take that up. <laughs> that would actually been a really cool, uh, yeah, concept. That actually been really cool. I mean, I, I think I think it's a little too late now because, like, I, I feel like if Stu Mocker was still alive, somebody would have said something. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Oh, but no, oh, like, by he went the into, way, he went into witness protection. But I don't know why you would put him in witness protection when he was a fucking when bad guy. Killer. You know? Yeah. I, 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 I feel like if, if Stu was alive, would have heard <laughs> something by now. He's in a Caribbean island somewhere. <laughs> He's chilling with Tupac uh, and Elvis. He's chilling with Tupac and Elvis, eating uh, what peanut butter and uh, banana, banana sandwiches, sandwiches with Elvis, smoking a roach with Tupac. Love it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's make. Do it. Let's do it, yeah, man. Let's that, do the movie. That, make the that's, movie. That's what I want to see in Scream Six. Now, that's what I want to see. Yeah, in the Caribbean. It's it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, we'll see when that comes out. I think I think it's already has a release date. It's set for release on. Uh, yeah, March thirty first, twenty twenty three. So they're getting they're getting moving on this quick. Yeah, they and they they know the money. The money's there. Money's There'll there. be people out there seeing, including both of us. So. Yeah, and uh, last last uh, sequel news to talk about right now. Uh, it was announced that uh, I mean, Knives Out two is set to release this year. Set to release on Netflix. I mean, Ryan Johnson signed a massive deal with Netflix to make it happen. That and the third one to happen. Uh, but it was announced that uh, Netflix is currently contemplating a 45-day theatrical run for the film, in addition to the drop. So, Russell, as someone who had just recently saw the first one, someone who did not go out of his way at all to see the first, to see the first Knives Out, you'll just make, make that clear. No, I really, yeah, let's we'll make it completely clear. I really did not break my any any bone in my body to try to go see it man uh, i was trying to make this movie literally come to me you know <laughs> i'm not watching it well i mean now, um, now wanted have, to wanted to now you have the option for it to come to you so now if you have the option to see uh, knives out 2 in theaters or on netflix which, which are you taking i'd probably see it in a theater just because i i mean obviously a theater's just a better atmosphere but i mean if i i mean if i can watch it either way i, I would probably prefer obviously theater yeah, I mean, and I also think releasing this in theaters would actually be a really smart move on Netflix's part. Because I do think that, I do think that uh, this would be a big draw for theatrical audiences. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously with the look at how much money the first one made. Yeah, the first one was like a, ma- a massive hit, 
and you know you have a lot, you have a lot of star power. I think people will definitely turn out to see it in the theaters. So I do hope that Netflix does do that wide theatrical release. I mean, shit. Look at uh, I mean, ton, tons of streaming platforms do that already. Netflix is the only major one that doesn't do that. Yeah. So I mean, this would uh, this would put a curveball into the system. You know, why not do it? I mean, when Netflix make make a good decision for once. Put them put the goddamn yeah. movie in theaters. Yeah. Seriously, man. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for. I think that's all the sequel talk. Uh, this is one that I think is gonna appeal to, appeal to you because you're a big because you're a big fan of this guy. Uh, there was apparently a norm a special that Norm Macdonald filmed in I sequence. I heard, yeah. Uh, so he uh, filmed it before his death of cancer this year, and is going to be uh, released sometime this year. I think it's being released in. Uh, yeah, it's going to be set for a May 30th release. It's going to be driving at the, en- at the end of the month. So, you know, all you Norm McDonald fans out there, if you want one more uh, Norm McDonald special, there you go. Here, here it comes, May 30th. Hell uh, yeah. So, so, someone, <laughs> uh, so you, you're going to be tuning into this when it drops? Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. Uh, next thing we're talking about, we got to talk about uh, Emancipation. So Emancipation was uh, the going to be will smith's follow-up to king richard after winning his oscar uh that movie has since been delayed to 2023 uh is it was directed by anton is going to be a slavery era revenge thriller which a lot of i heard a lot of buzz about it saying that he had it's great and he was but could have potentially won a second oscar wouldn't have been a great fuck you to the academy but yeah, it's now set for a release. So yeah, the effect of the effect of the slap is still being felt. But I do think that the, the delay is. I think that's a good thing for the movie. I mean, as much as I do want to see it, because I do like Fuqua and I love Will Smith. Uh, as much as I do want to see this movie, I do think that it kind of it kind of is imperative for the heat to die down a bit. So if you have yeah, to, and funny that this, this also might not be in relation to the slap because there's a lot of there's some reports saying that post production might not be done in time. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, this did get delayed. I mean, it's, it's a bummer because I did want to see this movie, but uh, if, if if it needed to be delayed, I think it's I think it's a smart thing because if you need to finish the movie, clean up a few things, that's cool. If uh, you need to, uh, you need to let the heat die down, that's also cool. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's yeah. a win both ways. But yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of odd that you know after someone wins an Oscar, they kind of blow up. Will Smith's kind of in the opposite for obvious reasons. It's like, oh, don't talk about it. You can't hang out with him. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't sit there. Timmy, come back here. You can't hang out with Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy right there at the table, you can't sit with him. He's a bad man. But yeah, I think yeah. people are, I think people are kind of reacting like, look, that, that, yeah. that slap was not, again, I'll say it again, that slap was not the end of Will Smith. No. All right, just make him a Bond villain and be done with it, all right? You know, that'd be kind of, be kind of sweet, actually. Because it, I mean, it, it, that uh, upstarted Rami Malek's won an Oscar. Come on, just make it happen with. Uh... And then the, did I even heard what The Rock? I don't know. Is this true at all? The Rock uh, taking over the genie for Aladdin, or is this no, a complete rumor? No, that's false. Okay. That's completely okay. false. Okay, I, I thought so. That's why I was like, eh. I, I seen somebody post something about it. And I'm like, yeah. I just I, I call bullshit on that, but I just wasn't sure. Yeah, that that that's completely false. Um, all right, good. But... Be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. Be, be, be a wild transition, but no, yeah. I mean, if, if they're going to, if they're not going to make a Latin deal with that Will Smith, I guarantee you that. No, I hope not. I mean, just let it go, my lord. Whew. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, so again, if you want to see Emancipation, like myself, you got to wait until twenty twenty three. Something else 
that you're gonna have to wait a little bit for, but not too long. I do think this idea sounds hilarious. Uh, uh, it was announced that Ice Cube is going to star in a new movie called Cube in My Head. Basically, it's going to be someone who <laughs> he wakes up and his conscience is now Ice Cube, <laughs> and now right. he has Ice Cube like narrating his life. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this, I think this idea just sounds hilarious. I also think this is a this is a product of uh, massive talents, you know, because you have like all these actors who are like, big personalities and like who are famous for being for being themselves. I think like we're gonna see a lot more of them just like do movies like this where like they're playing themselves. And, and yeah, I, I think it's a fun. No, I'm I'm down. Yeah. And what do you think they have of uh, Ice Cube being your conscience? Uh, why not? I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see when that comes out. Uh, next thing we're talking about, and I actually do, this one I actually do think sounds quite interesting. Uh, there's a new movie announced called Providence. This follows the resident of a small town, a small island town, who must navigate the sensational murder and the discovery of millions of dollars. Uh, a series of increasingly bad decisions uh, just plagues this community. Uh, this is a movie, and I brought this up because it has an incredibly, incredibly stacked cast. Let me hit you some of these names. You got Justin Gordon Levitt, you got Lily James, you got Tim Blake Nelson. Hamish Patel, Simon Rex, Uzo Aduba, and Jim Gaffigan rounding out this cast. Uh, I think it's, I think it sounds like a lot of like a lot of fun. I like this ensemble again. Justin Gordon Levitt, we've talked about a lot on this show. One of my favorite actors right now. I will literally show up to anything that he does. Uh, so Russell, you hear this premise? You hear, you hear this cast? What do you think? Are you excited for the movie? Oh yeah, like like we've said, JGL is a great actor, especially to surround himself with such a diverse and you know what I mean, diverse and random stack of actors and actresses. Yeah, why not? It's, uh, I think it does sound like a fun time. Yeah, something else uh, I don't think sounds like as fun a time. Oh, boy. Uh, this, it was announced that there is going to be a new Hamlet. Twist on this one, Russell. Oh, boy. It's going to be set in the modern day. Oh, because God. that works, works so well for Ethan Hawke. Uh, I, I did enjoy the non-Hamlet-themed Hamlet 2, the one with Steve Coogan. That was funny. That was hilarious. Obviously, not nothing like uh, Mel Gibson's Hamlet or anything like that. But yeah, oh yeah, uh, I, th- I, I, th- I think this the uh, the concept of putting Shakespeare in the modern day. Cause I feel like they're also going to do. I don't know if they're going to update the dialogue. My guess is probably not. Yeah, and people don't talk like that, so it's it's already off putting. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. I I feel like these stories just don't just like inherently do not work in modern day. Yeah, you got to use ye and stuff like that. Probably not going to work. Well, that's your go-to. You got to use the words like "ye," uh, like like Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Put put Kanye in it. Easy, <laughs> dude. Would that be fun? Would that be fucking trip, huh? But did, did, did you ever see Ethan Hawke's Hamlet? I did not. I see. I I can see the cover in my hand. I think his he's has his hand on yeah, his yeah. or something he, where he's, his he's, he's ha- like right. his hair's real slicked back. Yeah, yeah. I can see the poster in my head. I've never seen it though. That was a modern day one. Was it good? No. No? Okay, so then let's not do that <laughs> but then. That's sad because Ethan Hawke's such a good actor. Ethan, so. Ethan, Ethan Hawke's great. He's, he's not the problem. The point is, like, the, the problem is this that movie. Try to modernize it, yeah. Exactly. That just doesn't, doesn't trans. Yeah, it doesn't transpire well. It doesn't transfer well. It does. really can't. Uh, yeah. uh, although, hold on. Let me, let me see. Cause I, think, I think there was like a pretty decent modern day Hamlet. If, 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 I'm, if I'm not mixing it up. Hold on. It was okay. So, the so there was a Hamlet starring David Tennant. So it was a BBC uh, miniseries. 
that okay. they, that was that was actually pretty good because like oh they also do a good job like keeping it conf- keeping it confined like most of the okay. movie takes, most of the movie takes place in a castle. <laughs> there, there you have it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, if you want a good modern day Hamlet, check that one out. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm gonna. That's a hard pass for me. Uh, but something that I'm sure will not be a hard pass for you, Russell. Look at that. Is mega is mega is it Megalopolis or Megalopolis? Me, mega, megalopolis. Oh boy. So, Russell, the, you, you may you yeah. may not recognize this movie, but this is the long-awaited return of Francis Ford Coppola to no the big shit. screen. Yes, he, Francis Ford Coppola is finally making another movie. Not fucking time. Uh, uh, no word on what the official premise is going to be, but it's going to be an oh, about an architect who wants to rebuild New York City as utopia, following a devastating disaster. Huh? And and we already got a cast, Russell. We got Adam Driver in this movie. You got Natalie Emanuel, Game of Thrones fame, in this movie. You got Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne. That's going to get confusing really quickly. (laughs) Oh yeah. And you got John Voight in case this is too PC. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good. I got man. yeah. Uh, written and directed by Francis Ford Coppola, returning returning to the big screen because he has he has made a movie since. I'm trying to think, what's, what's the last thing he did? Jack Jack was not the last one he made. No, he had at least like one after that. Twixt, that's it. Twixt. Twixt. I haven't heard of it. It's like a random experimental movie. Oh well, that's probably why. Wait, was it Twixt? Was Jack was Jack his last his last movie that came out to the theaters? Uh, no, because super well, super okay, Supernova technically because that because uh, Supernova technically because he was an uncredited director on that. Oh, uh, okay. Let's see, but let me see Francis Ford Coppola. Because I, I actually don't know. I actually don't know. Twix had released. Oh no, the the Rainmaker was after Jack. Oh shit! I forgot about the Rainmaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see, You Without You didn't go to theaters. Did Tetra go to theaters? No, it didn't. And Twixt, I'm, I'm sure they went to the- No, it didn't. So, yeah, he, he, All right, so he hasn't had a theatrical movie in over 30 wow. years. Jeez, Rainmaker was pretty decent. I did, I did. Like, wait, no, th- wait, 30? No, 20, over 20 years. Close to. Yeah, close to. Wow. Wow! Yeah, close too. Because I came out the last year, the last time he made a theatrical movie. Wow! So yeah, uh, we're getting another movie for, uh, by one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Is Russell? Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, completely down. You know, obviously, Godfather, just you know, love. And I need to watch that uh, show. Have you watched that at all on Paramount yet? The Offer. Yeah, have you watched any of it yet? No, I heard it's bad shit. Bad, like really good. No. <laughs> Like oh that it's fucking awful. Are you serious? Well, that, that it's just weird. I've never heard like it's weird okay. more than anything. I was gonna say because I I'm, I'm super hyped on it. We were both hyped on it. I don't want to. I don't know. I just I want to I mean, wait till I, all of it's I, out. I, I want I want to check it out for sure. But. Yeah, I do too. So we can have a discussion about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, one of the managers is, is is returning to his craft. Uh, last time we're talking about, we had some actual we had some Star Wars stuff that came out. Uh, they, they did a whole big Vanity Fair spread uh, to have the release of Obi Wan and the other TV projects. Um, so uh, we got some more on some release dates. Like I said, Obi Wan coming out later this month. Uh, so uh, Andor will be premiering sometime in the later half of the year. 
Uh, Mando season three, the official season three, premiering either late this year or early next year. And Ahsoka is definitely next year. Uh, that 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 is definitely twenty twenty three. Uh, Spider-Man director John Watts is going to be developing a Star Wars series set after Return of the Jedi, so Alamando. Uh, no, uh, it's, gonna be, it's described as a galactic version of classic Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the 1980s. Uh, we got word that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still in development, despite rumors that it's not. Uh, it's just on the back burner because Ryan Johnson is very busy working on the Knives Out franchise for Netflix. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy also said some. <laughs> she also said this regarding Solo. Uh, she said the, the thing they learned from the from solo Star Wars story is that getting an, uh, getting a new actor to replace any of the OG characters is nearly impossible. Now it seems yeah. now it does seem so abundantly clear that we can't do that. Yeah, you just have to focus on different things like dice and, like this, dice. and that. Yeah, like dice. Now look, uh, I mean, I look, I, look, I like dice. Um, I don't. I mean, think, it was all right. I but like was was casting the problem. I don't think no casting wasn't the problem. Yeah, like, like I, I think I think if that's your biggest takeaway from Dice, that's uh-uh. you, no, like you, you, you took you took the wrong lessons. Yeah, just Ron Howard directing. I just don't think. I, I think the, I think the production of that movie was also like, and it was it was a jam packed production. It was yeah. a blitz campaign. I, I think I think a lot of things just led to the product to the underperformance of Dice and casting wasn't. I don't blame Alden or Donald Glover for their performance for, you know. No, Donald Glover was fantastic. Donald Glover, that was awesome as Lando. Yeah. I so, like I yeah. to see more of him. Uh, but, yeah, so we got, we got, those, we got those news. Uh, what do you think of John Watts developing a show in the Star Wars universe? I think that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, they're really trying to do a lot with the shows, uh, which I, I, I like. And kind of what you know we had said before, or I had said before, I think we both agreed on – and I think we were just getting so oversaturated with films and, and theatrical releases and stuff like that that it was starting to get really, really monotonous and, and not boring, but it was starting to you start to lose hype with Star Wars after a while. You know what I mean? I think I think this let's have some shows. Let's let's let the you know what I mean the the, the cinematic box office kind of draw draw down a little bit you know with well, with releasing we, we, movies we got, and stuff. We got no movie, no movie announcements, which is which is kind of well, besides the Ryan Johnson, the fact that that's still in development. We got no like What's, hard movie announcements. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just to think. I think it's we're just. I think we've just had too much. We've had too much cake at the party. There's no such thing as too much cake. Well, I'm gonna ask Russell Crowe about pie. Okay, pie doesn't do pie, good. The pie is a different story. Cake. Well, pie. It's still a pastry. It's 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 dessert. It's uh, they're both dessert. So let's uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll call Brendan Fraser cake. So so so, so he's on the three point one four diets. I don't. And, and uh, Brendan Fraser's on the Happy Birthday Diet. On the happy Birthday Diet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're mean. That's mean. Uh, that's bad, dude. <laughs> and, and, but you know what? This is our call to action, guys. If if you are, if you find yourself in there, get 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 those thirty minutes of exercise on a day. You know. Absolutely. Uh, there you but go. Anyways, that, that that that's to say, Star Wars right now. I'm sure we will get more. <laughs> God, <damn. laughs> I'm sure we will get more news regarding. Wow. Uh, the Star Wars franchise celebration is next week as of recording this episode. You wait. I'll get I'll get like a protein sponsor for next episode or some shit. We're spo- I'll, we're I'll find something. By, we're sponsored by Gainful. Notorious by chance. Notorious by chance is new sponsor the protein drink. Do you work out? Well, so, uh, someone who someone who did work out was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> at least in the, at least in the 1980s. You think? Did you ever see Pumping Iron? <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> 
No, neither did I. But I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> but he's a fucking beast. You know, he's a beast in it, though, right? Is he I've iron? seen pictures. No. I've seen pictures of it. I, I, I didn't either. I, I thought you did. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. But I, I knew. I was pretty sure he's pretty muscular in that. Uh, but yes. But anyways, something about muscular was our movie of the week. This is the Terminator. Uh, so, yeah, a little intro. This was the, I mean, it's not the debut of James Cameron, but this is what people consider be his first real movie. He did direct Piranha 2, The Spawning, but nobody counts that one. No. Uh, yeah, as far as, like, James Cameron's coming out, wait a minute. Yeah, no, yeah, as far as James Cameron's coming out party, it, people are always going to say, oh, The Terminator, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is funny because he actually, you know, this was, was written and directed by James Cameron, he hasn't he hasn't written any he hasn't directed anything he didn't write which does cause problems later down the line but we'll get we'll get to that later. Uh, funny thing about this movie is that he actually did uh, there was a bit of a lawsuit over it. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, because uh, during the end credits you do see that they uh, they had the good credit special thanks to Harlan Ellison. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, because I, I, I laughed because I was like, any relation to you? No. no, but the, re- the reason that was included is because there was an, uh, an episode of The Outer Limits called Soldier, which is very similar to this. Really? Like the whole, like, oh, okay. Yeah, like it's very similar to this one Outer Limits episode, which is why like they were it, almost sued over it. Is that crazy? Like, oh, wow, that's that's nuts. Yeah, so uh, take, take it to court, but luckily, you know, like, they, they resettled it, and he got he got a credit out of it, out of it anyways. Uh, but yeah, so this was a... Yeah, this is a big movie from an un well bigger movie from an uncredited filmmaker because the budget of this was still a very like six point four million dollars even nineteen eighty four was like nothing. No, I mean you and obviously we'll talk about where you can definitely see some pro it's problematic, um, but you're well, not, not getting not, the okay, budgets no, like you're getting for Avatar. Not, but for the time, not problem, not problem. Like let's not use the word problematic, problematic because that, that has you know very much different context. It, 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 you, you know what I mean? You see things yeah. that aren't as aren't up to Cameron standards as you would expect. The, the aesthetic, I should have said. Maybe the aesthetic of it. Yeah, that, that's that, that, kind that, of where yeah. I should have I, I, I know, I, know you, I, just, I just don't want us to use that word unless, you know, unless we actually mean it. Yeah, not problematic. Aesthetic. Yeah, so, but anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> what is it about this film? Because, you know, again, it had a $6.4 million budget, uh, exploded that budget by bringing in $78.3 million to the box office, which isn't, which, again, isn't a huge isn't like a huge uh, huge box office return but uh, for the time but for what it cost to make and for the cultural phenomenon that it became it was it's it was oh, yeah. massive so what is it about this movie that elevated both its star and its director superstar status well we know we know how we're going to find out this is the the terminator so we open up in actually open up in the future it's the year i think it's the year we've already if we already passed this year, is it 20, 2029? I thought it was 2029. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. We yeah. didn't pass it yet. We're we close. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're a couple years out. Se- nine more years the robots show up. Sorry, seven, <laughs> seven more years shit. the robots show up. Shit. Oh, shit. Ho- hopefully we're ready. We, but we have Arnold, so we still have Arnold, so we we're have, okay. We still have Arnold, so it's fine. Uh, so we find out that uh, mankind has... Uh, they've kind of been at this war with the machines for several years, but the war is coming to a head. But not in not in the not in this future, in our current time, which for us is the past. And before you're like, what what the hell does any of that mean? We go, <laughs> we get we go to the credits, which I, I, mean, I think this is kind of like 
what's 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 that called? The uh, Mandela effect, where like out with Christ Star, but you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. but it didn't happen. I'm like, oh yeah, they didn't come in Federal Terminator two. Yeah, and and dude, how crazy is this one though? And I'm also thinking about like that be like him being naked and going into the bar. Definitely the second one. Oh, that's, that's also definitely the second one. I was like waiting. I'm like, I said, where's this bar at? No, nobody going in to get some clothes. But yeah, we do we do we do open in in uh, 1984 Los Angeles, as we see yep. the titular character pop in from the future, the Terminator played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, again, this is the role. Again, he had he had Conan before this. He had uh, Stay Hungry, Pumping Iron. This was the role that made Arnold Schwarzenegger a star. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's kind of crazy looking back because this is so opposite of what he would be doing for the rest of his career. Like I'll even throw out a statistic here. I mean, how many like really spoken words does he even say throughout the whole entire movie? I, not there, there's not a, very much. There's just there's a stat on this because so, somebody did count it. It cannot be very much. I would I would say maybe less than fifty words, for sure. Let's yeah. I'm I'm ch- I'm checking on this right now. Uh. Oh well, you're actually, you're actually, yeah, you're actually more out of the money. Uh, Fifty-eight words. No shit. Okay, I, I, it was just, a, it was just something watching it. Obviously, you can just tell, and kind of what you said, it is different than what we do see. I'm sorry. Di- 70, 73, 73 spoken words of dialogue. Uh, close, um, but it is completely different from what we see in Arnold's career. Obviously, moving you know forward with you know your your twins, your kindergarten cops, your predator, you know, just everything. You know, it's it, but, it is quite quite crazy. But also, like, how often do we ever see Arnold play a villain nowadays? You never. I mean, realistically, outside of Terminator, you, I mean, you really yeah. It's, it's very, it's very usually rare we see Arnold play the the bad guy. And don't even count Batman and Robin. But still, We're outside of that, <laughs> really, Batman and Robin, sure. <laughs> but if you're gonna say, I mean, Mister Freeze technically is a villain. Yeah. But outside of that, though, he was always like in the mid '90s, Eraser. Uh, true lies, always, always the hero. Always the hero. So yeah, big, big departure for him. But like you, you also see why. I, watching this now, you see completely why he became he became like the sensation that he was because the dude was like a, li- a living action figure. He's oh, you I can, mean, you can, you can, you can yeah. like he was like a ma- like a hulking mass of a man. You can dude, plug and play him in anything. Yeah. He was like you, you, you like you like watching him like get in fights. You like watching him, watch seeing him do action. And the dude could do one-liners like nobody else. No, and I mean it was just you know it, it just he when he's on the screen you stop and you pay attention. You know what I mean? Regardless of yeah, I know the accent really bothers people here and there, but you get used to it having watched Arnold but, movies. But you know what I mean? Like the, like the accent was I, that's, that's my part. Like if he was like this like yeah. random like random American. Oh yeah, I don't think he'd be nearly, but like because he has that like foreign like mystique quality to him. Yeah, I think like, that's yeah. what also made him a draw. Which also, uh, I mean, I, yeah. Go ahead. I'll be back. Would obviously never go the way it went if it wasn't for his accent. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't. You know what I mean? It's just like I said. It's just everything about it was star-studded status here with with uh, with Schwarzenegger and just would show you this really was a you know kind of a coming out party for him too, along with Cameron. Yeah. And this this is this is pretty public uh, now. But do you know who uh, the studio wanted to play the Terminator? <sighs> not 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 Stallone. I'm trying to think of other people well, that actually, would be actually, big. Actually, uh, Stallone uh, Stallone did pass on it. But uh, I'm trying to think who else Stallone, was big at the Stallone time. Stallone and Gibson did pass on it. <laughs> so who else was big at the time? Chuck Norris. Have you ever, you never heard the story? Uh-uh. I I I, mean, I probably 
probably once you tell me, like I'll it'll. So I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. So the studio wanted O.J. Simpson. No shit. I, okay, maybe I didn't hear this. So, so oh, you, you, you heard this? So yeah, the studio he, the studio wanted O.J. Simpson, but Cameron didn't want him didn't want him at the time because they I'm not making this up. They felt he was too nice and people wouldn't buy him as a killer. And then ten years later, he himself <laughs> was ten, a terminator. And then ten years later, he just, <laughs> he was later, a he just like, oh yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> I'm gonna terminate my wife and her boyfriend. <laughs> allegedly, Dude. alleged murderer. Allegedly. But if I, but if I did, this is how I do it. This is how I do it. Uh, <laughs> fucking guilty. But yeah, that, anyway, that, 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 yeah, I, I think it's such a wild cast. Like OJ as the Terminator. Dude, OJ is better suited in the, in the Naked Gun movies, and it's still uneasy to watch some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, so we, have, uh, so yeah. we see. Anyways, back to back to the actual movie. Uh, yeah. We see Arnold just, you know. Just na- just naked, full, full, fully, you know, standing up straight, dick yeah. swinging around. Listen, like if that doesn't demasculate you watching that, then there's a problem. Yeah, like you, you see, look, you're like, maybe I need to put the cake and pie down. You see, yeah, you see, you're like shit, good, good, good for him. He approaches yeah. these these three guys who you can only find in L.A. Oh, one absolutely. of which played by Bill Paxton. This is where the whole Paxton Cameron affair started. Okay, well, you said one of them was Bill Paxton. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Yeah, the dude with the, the dude with the, with the spiky blue hair. That's with Bill the pa- spiky blue hair. That's Bill Paxton. I got to look now. And and you guys can find um, Terminator on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime if you have Prime. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe they didn't know that. I because it happened so fast. Let me look here real fast. Oh no, shit! That is him. That's absolutely is him. Yeah. How did, how did I not know that? Yeah. Like, the, 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 wow. The, 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 okay. One, one more famous like early roles in movies. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, this is this is their wow. first collaboration. But anyways, uh, we see that he asks for their clothes, and like he's like, yeah, "Fuck you, fuck you, asshole!" And he just like, proceeds to dismantle these guys. Yeah, I mean, th- they don't stand much of a chance. Three on one, it's it's not that big of a you, deal. But then you, Arnold. Like, you you see him punch through one of these guys. You're like, "Oh fuck, this dude is like not to be messed with." And that's that's the thing I think that I'll give Cameron credit with on this, just because of the fact the lack of money for special effects and stuff like that. But he does make Schwarzenegger scary in this movie, though. He does. Like, he he finds ways to make him. He make like he's intimidating. He's very he's very stoic. He doesn't he hasn't show he hasn't emote a whole lot. Yeah. And but like watching it, like just the fact, like, and we hearing more about him later in the movie, like you the way you see like the way you see him, like you see him, like this dude is like this like unstoppable like monster of a man. But you realize you, like he's not yeah. a man. But you see a lot of it in the dark. Like I think that's the thing. The 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 use of darkness in this movie, I think uh Cameron really does use it really well to kind of to to build that other sense of like tension and stuff like that throughout the whole entire film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, we then cut to our uh, another one of our main characters, uh someone else who's time traveling, but this one not as graceful com- coming through the time machine. Now a little bit messier. Yeah, uh, we find out this is Kyle Reese, another person from the future, played by Michael Bean, another another Cameron regular. Yeah, uh, with teeth who I swear I could cut glass. It does look like he has like yeah like like jaws from 007 teeth. Yeah, right. He has like, these massive <laughs> like these massive chompers, <laughs> and he's always got like and like, he has a line where he's like he's always got a teeth like this. He always wants to show you his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was. They're both there looking for a one Sarah Connor. Problem is, uh, they, they're both their biggest reference is the phone book, in which there are three Sarah Connors listed. 
yeah, guys, there used to be a phone book, and it used to have numbers and addresses to people uh, before you could before cell phones. Before cell phone, before the internet. Boy, boy, does it date public phones? Oh man, it just it makes you feel older and older watching this stuff. Pay phones and shit, yeah. Uh, uh, we then oof. meet. Uh, we then meet our the uh, the other main character of the film, Sarah Connor, the proper Sarah Connor, played by Linda oh, yeah. Hamilton, who would eventually be Mrs. James Cameron for a short time. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's this mild mannered. Oh, she's, she's a waitress. She's super ditzy. She's this average, average Joe, but for some reason, the future is, is obsessed with her. We don't know why. Yeah. You have a night with her, and apparently you'll never forget it. <laughs> you would forget this <laughs> anyway. night. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we see uh, Arnold, go into a sh- uh, uh, Arnold go into a shop with a, the, uh, g- the gun on a play by Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, see, uh, we see him like buying, up, uh, buying up a bunch of guns. Well, not buying up. He asked for a bunch of guns. And then yeah. just, he pulls the gun on the dog, he asked for a bunch of guns, and then shoots the clerk. Yeah, it's like, why even just shoot the clerk and take the guns? Like, uh, well, he, he had to get in the hand to him first. Yeah, but but it's like you can tell this guy really knows his machinery because I mean he's like talking, like spitting out, you know, models and what what you know what gun is what and you know. Yeah, Kyrie's has got the the, the sawed off shotgun. This is, the, this is the best we can do. Yeah, yeah. Got to give all the weapons to the you know Schwarzenegger. Yeah, gotta give him all the gotta give him the killing machine. Oh yeah. Uh, so then we see just how we again we can see they continue to demonstrate how just how ruthless this Terminator is because it goes it goes to this house this woman's house she opens the door and immediately after opens the door he's he's like pops six he pops one shot in her and then just keeps shooting yeah he's like just in case just in case just in case like, like god damn I think you got him yeah Schwarzenegger a little overkill but uh, definitely it, it, again it goes back to just Cameron wanting to show you how ruthless this character is and how he'll do anything to obviously terminate his uh, his target we also get uh, some more views of the future and I gotta say for a six million dollar budget this looks that, the future can actually look, look really impressive not too bad with the lasers and stuff like that and the tanks it, it, it looks really cool uh, again for the six million dollar budget you you I mean, Cameron did do a really great job with that. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you, you generally do feel you don't feel like you're on a set anytime. You feel like you're actually watching a play out of the future. Yeah, it's like, uh, but again, it's almost like kind of to compare it to another '80s. And I know it's completely like night and day, obviously. But like even like when we did Masters in the Universe, like kind of like that that laser play in it, kind of almost reminded me of the same type of you know what I mean, like cheesy '80s gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. We find out that uh, the police are now investigating these murders, and they're seeing a link between. Well, he already got two of them. There are two Sarah Connors who had currently been killed. Uh, <laughs> she's the last. She's the, and the the Linda Hamilton Sarah Connor. She's the last one on the list. They're just not moving in L.A. fast enough. They are not. Uh, so she's 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 about to go out with her friend. About to go clubbing. Uh, about to go hit hit the town. But then she realizes that oh shit. Uh, Maybe the, maybe it's not a good maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe I should have somebody with me if if Sarah Connors are being targeted. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should have somebody call. Uh, also, it's, it's a weird detail. Sarah Connor has a pet iguana. Yeah, which is completely random. I mean, again, like the like the like the average like the average like eighties eighties person. This could be like the average everyday person, but like what kind of average everyday person has an iguana? Yeah, and and you put it in a cage, and it just it always seems to be like anywhere but always, the cage. Always seems to I be don't, getting out. 
Yeah. So something you might want to take care of. Uh, but anyway, so uh, her roommate and her boyfriend are, are at the apartment. Uh, but uh, term, uh, Terminator busts in. I love that this dude has aspirations. He's like, okay, you're, I'm, you know what? You bust my ass. I'm going to kick your ass. It's like, dude, did you see Arnold? Do you see what you're trying to fuck around like, with? Not going to work out. Look at this guy. There's no. no way. Plus, this guy has a gun, and he looks like that. No way. But I, I love the Terminator just plays with him. He's yeah. Like, okay, fine. I'll let you try for a bit. Completely toys with him, but yeah. Because like, because like, I could, I could kill you in like point two seconds, but fine. I will let you try. I will let yes. you give your best effort. Give you that false sense of hope. Uh, yeah, very false because he ends up he ends up shooting her roommates. And term and as far as Terminator is concerned, like his job is done. It's like okay, well I'm good. Yeah. But uh, the one who fucks this up is Sarah Connor because she ends up calling him out and saying she's at the club. Yeah, why would you leave a voicemail, Sarah? You're better than that. I mean, she, she, she doesn't know. No, I know, but I mean, it's fun to joke around about it. If she wouldn't have called, I mean, end of the movie. You yeah, know? The movie. He doesn't know where you're at. Yeah, so uh, she know, she now knows where she's at. She's at this, uh, was it Club Dread? Not Club Dread. No, it wasn't Club Dread. That was a bad movie, too, by the way. That was a bad movie. Fuck, what was uh, <laughs> It was Club, oh, was it beginning with a T? I can't remember, but anyways. Oh, uh, that's a good trivia question. Yeah, I gotta look it up now because you're gonna fucking drive me nuts on this now. <laughs> uh, um, and but not only that, he now has an idea. He now knows what she looks because he was going blind before. Now the Terminator knows what she looks like. It's Tech Noir. Tech Noir. That's it. I knew beginning with a T. Yeah. Okay. Tech Noir. Well, it's, it's funny. Like so, they're now, now Kyle Reese and the Terminator are now trying to track her down in this club. It's funny just the circumstances in which she avoids getting caught, like the like, like the one where she like, bends down to get something from her purse. Yeah, it just so happens that he's like trying to like do what he needs to do at that specific point in time. You know what I mean? It's it's just perfect that she's just sitting at this little table by herself. Carrie's, by the way, also not doing himself any favors. Like he totally he totally looks like a serial killer trying to track her down. Uh, especially with that trench coat, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, the Terminator just locks eyes on her. And you're like, oh fuck, you're screwed. Yeah, and it literally, I mean, because it's a shot, like, he has a completely open shot at her. And it's it's funny, because, like, he was on the phone with the, with the cop, he's like, stay open, stay like stay out in the open, stay within public view, no one's going to attack you like that. Terminator doesn't care. No, and that cop, I do like, the uh, the black cop. Paul Winfield, yeah. He's he's a great actor. I, he, he pops up in random stuff all the time. I really, really like him as an and actor. And uh, genre royalty, Lance Hendrickson, playing uh, yeah. his lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's about, he's about to, he's about to shoot Sarah Connor dead in the face right in front of everybody, but Kyle Reese is there to he's he's, the, he's there he's got a shotgun he pulls it out pops six shots and the problem is he doesn't die. No, this, hey, as this you guy as is, expect yeah. he is not exactly human. No, there's something something mystique about him. We we get uh, one of the staple lines of this franchise: "Come with me if you want to live." Not by not by. Uh... Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. Kyle Reese. No, Kyle Reese. Yeah. Well, because you always hear that line, you always think of Schwarzenegger, though. So, you know what I mean? Obviously, he'll say it later on. He'll, he'll, say, he'll say it in the next one. Yeah. Uh, but then, so she ma- he manages to take uh, Sarah out of the club. That's where we get the whole run in on what's going on. See, they're from the future, and this is a Terminator who has been sent to kill Sarah Connor. Why? Because they are fighting a war in the future, and her son is the person who would eventually lead her, lead them to victory. Yep. So in, in order, so in order to, you know, assure, assure the machines, 
you know, win the war. They send a Terminator back in time in order to kill Sarah in the past before John Connor's even born. Which, right there, amazing premise. Oh, it's a really cool premise. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty simplistic. It makes sense. And, you I, know? and I also love the way that, like, Michael, that uh, Kyrie's explaining this Terminator. We're like, can't be bargained with, can't be reasoned with. It, will, it doesn't need to eat, it doesn't need to sleep, and it will yeah. not stop until you are dead. Yeah, but you also understand the, the the reason why you see Linda Hamilton's character Sarah kind of being scared because like he does come off as like very like too much. You know what I mean? He's very scary. He's Even very, Kyle Reese's character too. He's very intense. Super intense, and he has to yell every time. He can't whisper. He's a yeller. <laughs> also, um, I also yeah. just I also just love Michael Bean's line delivery. Like he's not the greatest actor, but man, he's trying. Like, it can't be. Rem- it no. feels remorse. It doesn't feel yeah. pain, and it yeah. will not stop till you're dead. Yeah, God he's not damn. a very good actor, but again, it's, but it's 80s I, cheese. But I, I love, but I love Michael B. whenever yeah. he pops up in anything. Oh, he's perfect in this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we actually had some pretty sweet. I think this is demonstrating like, what Cameron can do. is on, on a budget, like, we saw what he, we see what he could do when he gets more money, but on a budget, he can still put together some like, incredible action sequences. Like, the car chase here is actually quite exciting. Yeah, car chase scene is pretty pretty well shot. I mean, again, with the handful of money that you have to to fund this movie, I mean, I think it's pretty good with the budget. But when the budget shows, it really shows. Like the scene where Arnold's trying to repair himself. Like I like I tell you, those close up shots. And there's, and there's a thing where like, there's a scene where like he digs out his eye. Yeah. And you get some close. You get some like it really hangs on his face, and like it's clearly a animatronic oh. model. It looks so fake. It looks so puppet-esque. It looks so bad. Yeah. Looks really bad, like a bad mannequin. Like, a, like yeah. it almost looked like, he, like his face is melting. You know like, what I mean? Even, even when I was a kid, I'm just like, yeah, this, this doesn't look very good. <laughs> but you got to, again, though, and I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, we can talk and joke around about those scenes right there. But for the time, but I think pretty impressive. For, but for the time, oh, absolutely. And as a whole... Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is still intimidating and scary. I mean, it doesn't matter. But also, does help that kind of uncanny valley field does help in a way because you know he 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 is a robot. So you do kind of yeah, give it. I a mean, pass. he is a robot. Uh, so other um, so yeah, he's trying to re- re-prep to go back after Sarah Connor again. But uh, in the meantime, uh, they get into a car accident and Kyle Reese and Sarah get arrested. Of course, I do think it is hilarious because like everything Kyle Reese says, he can't back up. Yeah, it's just like like this guy is absolutely crazy, and he's acting and like yeah, a crazy like, guy. So like, it's from perfect. the outside looking in, you can te- you you feel like he's crazy because like you're from the future, okay? Uh, are you bring in future tech? No, nothing dead will go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why did okay? How did that thing go? Covered living tissue. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why? Uh, why is he at the guess what Sarah Connor looks like? All the records were erased. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I like, do. You sound like a fucking nut, dude. Yeah. 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 No. Like you, you, you sound, you sound like a nutcase, as you would expect. Yeah. You sound like a nutcase. So we're not gonna listen to yeah. you. Yeah, you're gonna go ahead and just stay in jail for a little bit. Uh. So, but you know, we've got we've got police protection now. So you know what? Maybe maybe, maybe she'll be all right. Oh, but the Terminator shows up. He's like, I'm looking for Sarah Connor. Can I see her? It's like, eh, I have to wait. And the guy obviously like talks that she's there. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. He kind of releases that information. He just like, and he's like, I'll be back. It's like, like again, yeah. famous line, most famous line of the fucking franchise. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. He walks. I was like, okay, okay. See you later. It's a 
pays no attention. Yeah, okay. What? The guy's not even literally paying attention to what's going on right so, now at all. What, what, what he wants? Because <laughs> he just drives the car through the window. Oh, ruthless, man. And dude, this this scene of just the the T the T eight the, the this is not T eight hundred the term, the Terminator just massacring all these cops. But just, you feel it, yeah. You no, feel that sense of scared, like, like how she, how scared Sarah Connor is, yeah, like you like, know. This whole scene is visceral. It's raw. It's just, it's it's incredibly bloody. It's brutal, yeah. and I fucking love it. Oh no, it's awesome, man! Like, but you you get that sense that she is going to be oh, safe. You know, she's in a police department. She's got tons. She got like twelve cops, fifteen cops there. What 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 could go wrong, right? And then all the all of a sudden, when he comes in, crashing through the you know the the precinct with his car and starts mauling down these cops one by one it's like oh shit like he is like what are they gonna do yeah you use a really question like you you, you really fear for a safety this is, this is the thing like people kind of under like people don't really examine about the first film where like it's really kind of a horror movie it is uh, yeah it's like horror sci-fi i mean it's, yes, it, it's, it is yeah yeah, sci-fi horror. It's not as heavy an action movie as the later installments would end up being. No, not anywhere near Terminator Two standards at all. No, but I do think it's kind of, it's make it stand like in the grand pantheon of the Terminator film. This kind of makes it stand out. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, it's the first one, so it already stands out. But two, the differences in, in, in uh, genre-wise, it doesn't pride itself on being over-the-top action. You know, what I mean, it's more building the suspense, building the horror. You know, what I mean, building that scariness, kind of like almost like what we talked about in Jaws and all the movies that you know they talk about, like you know, build, setting the table, setting the table. Obviously, different with music, obviously in Jaws, but this one is just that the presence of Schwarzenegger setting that tone, setting that uh, the tension the whole entire time. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So uh, they met uh, Reese and Sarah Connor managed to get out of the precinct, and you know, we, this is what we I do like the scene because we start to hear about. Hard to hear about John Connor, like why he was a good leader. Uh, yeah, he he he, he taught he, he he inspired people. He taught to fight to fight back. He inspired he fought, taught people how to fight the machines, and like just this this essence. Like even though we don't see John Connor at all until the next movie, like you t- you t- you're totally engrossed by this character. You totally buy why this guy would be such an influential figure in the future, and why like this machine would be so helping like killing him before he before he gets before he's even alive. Yeah, I mean, you get that sense of how respected he is, like how respected, you know, uh, John Connor is. It's just, it's the fact that, like, what he does, how, it, like, what a component he is to fighting, like, the resistance or the, you know, against the machines and shit. It, it, it you, 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 you get the vibe that this guy's a really, really good guy, and the fact that, you know, they have to do everything that they can. Obviously, Reese has to do everything he can to, in order to uh, protect Sarah Connor. You know. Yeah, we also get we also get some more scenes in the future where we see how people live and we see how like the future fucking sucks for people. Yeah, not not too good. Yeah, we uh, but we also do get a uh, good a good indicator for Terminators. See, dogs somehow are really good at sensing whether or not people are Terminators. Don't know how. Yeah, they got why. this like this like yeah this like sixth sense or whatever I guess. Yeah, but yeah, so dogs are a really good tool to. to Terminators in the future, uh, but we also see that like why, you know, why these uh, human models are so effective because they can just sneak and ride enemy camps, wipe out a ton of people, and nobody will ever say anything. 
Now, and the other fact that the, I don't think we've touched on is the fact that they can actually manipulate voice too. Yeah. And 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 really sound like like there's a couple scenes or there's a scene with Arnold on the phone to with Sarah. Um, I think he's pretending to be Sarah's mom. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But we we see how versatile and scary these 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 you know machines are. They can actually replicate what they sound like. How I don't know because. She didn't even hear her. I, I he didn't even he wouldn't even have heard her. So I don't know how that would work. But whatever. Well, wasn't he wasn't he at her mom's house? Was he? I think he was at her mom's house. Okay, so maybe he heard her voice and then just obviously was able to mimic it. I guess. Yeah. Anyways, they're going. To okay. Hide off yeah, but a, still, it's just yeah. Yeah. So the, anyway, they're, they're hiding off in a hotel. They're making they're making weapons, trying to try and fight this thing, just because again, no fear tech, and these things are very hard to kill, even with even with like future ray guns and stuff. Yeah, uh, and that's when we get the reason why Kyle Reese was sent back in the first place. It's because one of the things he had in the future was the big motivators was this this Polaroid picture that he had of Sarah Connor. It's the only picture in existence of Sarah Connor, and he was like, I and like he basically he fell in love with the photo, <laughs> and he's like, I love you, Sarah. I always have. And yeah, this this is the this is the whole <laughs> this is the whole thing and. It's the whole love story between the two of them, and you do kind of buy it. It is strange, considering she's only known him for, like, what, a day? But you do buy it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, 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 I do like the fact that they tie in with with the photo. Obviously, you, you see near the end of the film how they tie that in. Um, the, the love story is believable enough. I mean, you, you get it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it does feel rushed, because they're not on the... I mean, they don't have that much chemistry together on they've, the screen. They've, they've also only known each other for, like, what, two days? Yeah, and apparently, like she, she falls fast. So yeah, she falls fast. She falls hard. Yeah, she's not messing around. Like she, she wants a baby. They did well. Maybe, <laughs> that's, not, that's not what she wanted, but it's what she, what she <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on, John! I gotta make John, dude. <laughs> they, take, they, take, they, take, they take the time to you know have the whole have a whole sex scene, but it's you know the the, the emotions are short lived because the Terminator does show up very shortly after. And yeah. Yeah. You like 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 Reese said. This thing is just ruthless. This thing doesn't stop. No remorse. Well, no stop. nothing. And yeah, because of the call with her with her mom earlier, they the now knows where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like so so, so many weird coincidences for for a classic action movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It just happened to be the right place at the right time. Yeah. And again, we see just how just how how far this thing how far this thing is willing to go. And it's funny because as the thing is more dinged up, you see more of the metal, and it starts to, it starts to move more machine like, and it just yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah, but like that's just it just gets the turn just gets, it gets it gets scarier as the movie goes on. Oh, for sure! Like even when he sheds the whole, you know, obviously a little bit later on when he sheds his whole entire skin, and he's just he's pure robot. It's 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 ruthless. It's, it's scary. Yeah, they're trying to fight. They're trying to fight off this thing with the pipe bombs he created. Uh, yeah, they they blow a gas truck, but when all the skin melts off, it's just the it's just the robot. The robot itself, I, this, this is an iconic robot design for movies. Uh, two red two red eyes, perfect. Two red eyes and a metal skeleton. Oh yeah, it's 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 chilling. It, I mean, it's 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 ingrained in your in your head. I mean, if for movie lovers out there, you know. Yeah, but even just like the just the way this thing again, I'll talk about like, the way this thing moves. Yeah. Like it has it's like that like, like claymation type movement, but it works for the character because it's supposed to be, yeah. supposed to move a little more otherworldly. I do like that. Yeah, and, it's like almost like a stop stop animation. Like yeah, yeah. Th- and also Reese 
Reese is badly is badly hurt from from a car from a car wreck earlier. So Sarah's really got to take the lead on this one. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're going. They're fight. They're fighting in this like what kind of fa- what kind of factory is this? Oh man, I don't even know. Yeah, well, it's just some some random factory. Some uh, factory. Yeah. Reese goes down in an explosion, and you think it takes. You think the Terminator ends up, you know, going with him, but like I said, this thing, this thing is just—it's relentless. Yeah. So uh, he ends up in this like crushing mechanism. It's her and Sarah. She ends up hitting the switch. She's like, "What's up? Let's let's a really solid one that you're, you're you're terminated, motherfucker." And then okay, just crush now, it, and then just crushes the thing. Okay. Can we talk about metal being a conductor and the metal still touching her? How is she not getting uh, electrocuted with that? That's true. Before we let it slide. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you wonder that though? Like I was watching, I'm like, he's touching her face. Like that uh, metal conducts. Like she would be getting zapped with it. Yeah, how sparks, how sparks are and like electro, electrodes are flying out, but like nothing's hitting her. Yeah, I just saw that. I was like, okay, I, but it, it, I was like, yeah, that's all right. We'll just talk about it on the show. But I just, I had a laugh because I was like, well, metal's a conductor, and that, I mean, to me, that's okay. Sure, we'll, we'll let it go. And yeah, you feel like that's such a such a relief when you see the, term, the Terminator is like finally dead. But yeah, that a cost. Kyle Reese went to. Yep, her but love, her boo. It's not like he could have stayed because we forgot to mention the rules of time travel in this universe are it's a one way trip. You can go forward, but you can't go. Yeah, you can go forward, but you can't go back. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the ending of the movie. We find out that Sarah Connor is pregnant, and she is pregnant with John Connor. What? Yeah, you see, uh, Kyle Reese ended up being the father of John Connor, which is interesting. A, a big theme of this of this uh, franchise as a whole is predestination. It's the yeah. idea that things, that something that was just set in stone. So and it's, and it's interesting to think about because, you know, they sent the Terminator back in time to kill John Connor before he was born. Thing is, if they didn't send anything to begin with, he would have been born anyway. Yeah. Those guys kind of play themselves. They do. Yeah, so uh, uh, she, she's, she's contemplating whether or not to tell her, tell John Connor in the future that Kyrie is his dad, which she realized something she probably should know because if he doesn't know, he might not send Kyle Reese back. Yeah. And yeah, we do see that uh, she sets she sets off on her own. She's in Mexico because you know her child is gonna need to gonna need, gonna be knee deep in some serious shit in the future. Yeah. Uh, she gets the photo that Kyle Reese held so dear to himself in the future, which I think is a really great bookend for the movie. And yeah, that's where the movie ends. It's, uh, I think it's, it's a really it's a really good, you know, self-contained movie, but it does set up for some does set up for an eventual kick-ass sequel. That's a story of another day. Oh, yeah. As for right now, Russell, what do you think of the of the original, the first, The Terminator? I dug it. I, I I do. I think you know we've obviously talked about it throughout the review. Uh, Schwarzenegger just menacing. How Cameron makes him so menacing in this film. Yes, you know you definitely feel the budget. Some of these like close up scenes and stuff like that. But it adds a cheesiness to it that you just understand. Like kind of how we said, you know, he's a robot, so obviously he's gonna not look real. You know what I mean? So you kind of let that go. Uh, Linda Hamilton, badass. Uh, obviously, will become a female. Uh, you know. Well, one she, of those female. She's not quite badass in this one. She's she's more. Uh, she, she's more of a ba- badass later on. Yeah, but uh, but definitely setting up for that that female protagonist like your, uh, you know, like your Ripley and obviously you know, uh, obviously uh, Sarah Connor later on down the road. But um, 
Yeah, just it's it's a really good film. It goes by quick. It's an hour and forty five minute runtime. It goes by rather quick. Uh, not a lot, a whole lot of drag in it. Um, but yeah, you just you feel you feel the ride that you're going on the whole entire time. That whole entire thrill, not the thrill, but like the um, on the on edge the whole entire time of how ruthless and menacing that uh, Schwarzenegger's ter- Terminator really is in the whole entire film. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think I think this movie's I think movie's great. Uh, I think this is a really uh, good showcase of what James Cameron would go on to do, what, what he could do on a budget, and showcase like, hey, give me more money. Here's what I can really do. And, you know, yeah. we, saw, and we saw like you know him really exercise that. Like, he, he, what he does really well is, is spectacle, among, among anything else, and and action. Did you put together some incredible action sequences? Uh, yeah, I think. Schwarzenegger, you can clearly tell why the guy became a star because the dude had star potential from, from just day, from day one, being fully honest. But just seeing him here, yeah. just seeing you know how well he can just carry an action movie by himself, or not by himself, but like as the as you know the draw, you can you you can easily see why he became such a big star, why so many people just everywhere just loved the guy. Yeah, and yeah, I think that this was a really great setup for it. Didn't have to be a franchise. This was like a self-contained sci-fi movie. I think it'd be well enough on the own. But the fact that they do go, oh, yeah. they do go bigger in the next one, and then after that, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later. But I do think this was a really great first step uh, for again for the filmmaker franchise actor among all across the board. This is a fantastic first step. Absolutely. That's gonna do it for the show today. Uh, Russell, get our plugs before we head out. Yeah, Notorious by Chance Facebook group. Go ahead and join that. That's where we put the polls up for you guys to vote on what we go ahead and tackle here on the show. Also, uh, Notorious by Chance on YouTube. I'm happy Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Chance Wars underscore 91. Check out the movie, movie Trish Modown where I do compete. And yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.